Hey, everybody. Good evening and happy Independence Day. It's John from A Cut Above Horror Review, episode number 53, doing something a little different because I'm bringing my fellow co-host of A Cut Above Horror Review to do this intro. Let's hear it for our host, Jacqueline. Hello, Jacqueline. Hello. Happy one-year anniversary, you guys. Happy one-year anniversary. Hydraberg, happy one-year anniversary. We did it. We did it. One year. Yes, we did. We've made it. They say the first year is the hardest. Really or is that marriage? This is kind of like a marriage. Yeah, we're still in the, honey- <laughs> we're in the honeymoon phase, although we argue with each other offline so much. <laughs> yeah, but the sex so is much. still good. <laughs> Whoa. We still fuck. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to suck. Well, that didn't come out right. <laughs> no, it did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody here is fucking anybody else. <laughs> we're on sorry. different coasts. Or you guys are on the same coast. So what's going on there? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. I'm John, sorry. I'm coming. I bought a plane ticket actually to go to San Diego. Uh, I don't live in San Diego anymore. I live in Redlands, California. So go well, there. thanks for telling me that way. Yeah, I now you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Tell your just, Uber. We, we, we are very excited. Uh, episode number 53. We've got a lot to cover tonight. We're going to talk about some of our favorite bits, things that made us laugh. Hopefully it made you laugh. Uh, we're going to talk about the inception of the Hydraberg reach around plot synopsis. And uh, we got some French checking in with us, right? Oh, yes, yeah. Lots of well wishes and fun messages from our friends. Absolutely. So thank you everybody for uh, listening to us rating us on spotify itunes wherever you listen to your podcast we're going to do episode 53 because it's a one-year anniversary retrospective of a cut above horror review john jacqueline hydraberg and it starts now cut my life into pieces Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we will not be reviewing any film for your listening pleasure, but instead we will be doing a retrospective of our past year of podcasting as a brand new show. We have a lot of treats and goodies and fun stuff for you guys to listen to, so I hope you stick around and listen to the whole thing. Uh, those of you who may not have listened since the beginning, I think you'll have some treats hearing the inception of some inside jokes. Uh, we got new jokes. We got friends making jokes at our expense, which you won't want to miss out on. <laughs> Never want to miss a chance to make fun of us. So um, yeah, looking forward to spending these next couple hours with you guys and reminiscing about the past year with y'all. So we've got Hydraberg with us. What's up, Hydraberg? What's going on, guys? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. And we've got John. What's up, John? Hello, Jacqueline. Hello, Hydraberg. And I love your background. I wish we did YouTube because you finally put a cut above or review. <laughs> I did. In your personal space. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's already on his body, so it's kind of already on. Oh, no, wait. That's straight. No, down. no. That's oh, yeah. You need, to, about. you need to get a cut above into even more personal space. I haven't gotten a cut above tattoo yet because... We're only just in the first year. We might redesign our <laughs> logo. So I don't want to get the first, you know, first year tattoo. I got to wait till we're out for a longer than a year. Wait for the redesign. Why wouldn't you yeah. want to do that? That's like such a, like a wonderful thing to do. I'm not against it. Like I said, I just want to wait for the redesign possibly. There might be a possible redesign. Who knows? 
Let me also, talk. I kind of feel like we should all be in geographically the same location and get the tattoos together. Well, one of us can't no? get nobody it. likes that idea. Okay. I do like that. That's I'm awesome. Down for that. I'm I've never actually done like a group tattoo thing. I've always gone solo when I get one. So please. We should. Thank we should. Jacqueline. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Thank you. Well, fellas, um, we're going to kind of deviate from the normal format tonight since we're not reviewing a movie. We're going to skip the news, but we have a full schedule planned for this episode. So what do you say we start tonight's show by listening to some emails from our listeners? I believe we have uh, a few messages that we can that we can hear. Okay. Sound good? Sound good. All right. Hydra Berg, I believe you're going to kick us off with the first one. You got that? From 2 p.m. Todd. Yeah, 2 p.m. Todd. <laughs> well, first off, before you read that, is that uh, just kind of a background? We actually got together because of the Straight Chillin' podcast. Um, thank you guys, Andy, uh, Rob, and uh, Justin. We got together because they created this community. So 2 p.m. Todd is a celebrity within this community, probably like throughout the world now. He's a legend. He is he's truly, he's a legend. He is. So 2 p.m. Todd, thank you. He uh, he calls into the show on uh, Straight Chillin' a lot, and he has some of the best uh, voicemails. That... <laughs> the best voicemails. I live for 2 p.m. Todd's voicemails. Yeah, I love his pregnant pauses where he's like, <laughs> uh. so I'm sitting in front of this restaurant, you know, <laughs> name like he's, restaurant. Yeah, Beef O'Brady's. <laughs> he's doing a lot of day drinking sometimes, I feel like, when he's calling in. <laughs> We're smoking that wacky tobacco. Who knows? Exactly. Did you guys hear when he wrote me that disappointed poem about the time that I forgot to include him in our hypothetical meetup? Yeah. <laughs> no. He wrote me a very like disappointed but ultimately uplifting poem, and it made me feel terrible. <laughs> He's also a fellow supporter of uh, Rob Zombie, like you are. He is. Yeah. So two pan Todd and I are the Rob Zombie Alliance. You don't you don't fuck with us about Rob Zombie. And I always know that he's got my back. So I feel like um, on that on on that note and uh, and many others, he and I have a special bond or spider six. Sorry, (laughs) spider something. What number is that spider? Anyway, Hydraberg, you want to go ahead and read that um, that email from 2 p.m. Todd? So it's titled Happy 50th because he wrote it a couple weeks ago and the one year anniversary. Hello, a cut above crew. It's your boy, 2 p.m. Todd. That's perfect. That is perfect. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) dead nuts. Perfect. Go ahead. I am forcing myself to sit here and write this email. Week in and week out, I wait patiently for the new episode. Listen as soon as I get up on release day and always have tons to say about what you all review. I say every week I am going to email them and say this, that, and that, and this. And, well, we see how that goes. But not today. I am so incredibly proud of all you getting to 50 plus episodes and can't believe the year anniversary is here. Yes, I feel like I have been there from the start. Well, I guess I have been from afar. I wanted to share some thoughts. This is no doubt that practice makes perfect. Going back and listening to a few older episodes today versus what you just put out with Tourist Trap. It's like two different podcasts. You all have come together so incredibly well with how the conversation flows How you each bring a different and unique perspective to each movie is an awesome mix. I know we all love straight chilling. Yes, we do. And they also have evolved over the years with this three, in my opinion, the best mix to listen to. 
I like the agenda to each cast, the news, and of course, the reach around is a must. <laughs> I do look forward to that coffee table book one day. Thank you. It's we're coming. Gonna get, we're going to get on that. Oh, Todd. I'll ah. sign it for you, Todd. I will sign it for you. I, I tell I you am. right now, it's it, it's like all the love that we've gotten from this. And Todd, thank you so much, man. Um, God, I, I'm just, not done, actually. He's still a little bit here. Uh, I am sure there is behind the scenes work that goes into this that I totally don't understand. Yeah, uh, we actually just wing it. But oh, Todd. Yeah, that's we'll very generous of you, end, but, but it's not that's that's a false impression. <laughs> so I thank you for all you put into the cast. As I have shared in the Slack before, you all feel like close friends. I hope that maybe the next time there is a meet and greet, I can make it up to enjoy some time hanging out for real. Take care. And thanks again for all you do. Your loyal listener. 2 p.m. Todd. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, I definitely want you to come to the next meetup whenever that may be. But we, we've got to meet up with you and yeah. get tattoos with us. Yeah. Hell yeah. So he really has been with us from epi- like our very first episode. He DMs he a there. lot, too, like not critiques, but just like well wishes and things like, hey, I listen to the new episode and I really love this and that. And you guys are like growing like he's always just like super inspirational. He's always like motivating me, like telling me good things about the show. Yeah, he's so supportive. Here's the one thing about the horror community and Todd, we love you, man. Uh, We appreciate all the kind words, but the horror community is always welcoming with open arms. You know, if you're doing a podcast, if you're doing a blog, whatever it might be, is that this community has always been welcoming. Uh, No matter who you are, it's just, you know, in the political landscape right now, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. But the one community that comes together, no matter who you are, is the horror community. And Todd, man, uh, God, it's it's hard. This is going to be a tough one because you get so emotional that 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 it's like you feel so good. You you feel vindicated about just loving this genre of movies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though we have different opinions on them, we still sure. come together because we enjoy the genre as a whole, right? And yeah, we- and I've never felt like personally attacked by anybody. It's like I feel like we, at least, at least those of us who are in this little group together, um, who know each other, I feel like you know we can respectfully disagree. But I've never felt like attacked or personally, you know, uh, maligned for for. Yeah differing opinions i've i've always felt very welcome in the whole horror community um joey seems to have this kind of perception of like horror conventions as these like you know wild bacchanalias with like scary people i'm like no dude it's like a family friendly place everybody is like talking to everybody they're like there's two thousand people at at a at a convention but it's like you're there with friends. Like even if you've never met them before, it's like you can just talk yeah. to anybody. We're There's fucking weirdos. After our orgies, but that's after the convention. <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs> the one thing is, is that we're fucking weirdos, and you know we like seeing gore, we like seeing this or that or like whatever subgenre of horror. But we all love horror. Yeah, yeah. John, and I th- I totally agree, and I think that. I think we might have even kind of talked about this on our very first ep- episode on on Raw, which actually was our third released episode. No, it was our first. No, it was our first. Our first episode. Very, very. Fun. I got mixed up for a second, but we were kind of talking about the same thing. And I think it's. I think it might be at least partially due to the fact that, like, because we're horror fans and we're all weirdos, we've all 
it, at least to a certain extent kind of been on the fringe socially mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. you know just a little bit outside the mainstream and so I think we know what it's like to be a little bit like a little bit of an outsider and so I think that makes us band together because we don't want to make other people feel like outsiders there's less judgment I feel yeah. like even though you might be like oh I'm not into that weird thing that you're into in horror but I like this you know and then like Mm-hmm. You know, like I like movies with lots of gore. Some people like movies with like weird social commentary or like, you know, things that make you feel uncomfortable. Right. 2 p.m. Todd and I like Rob Zombie movies. Exactly. Suck it. Uh, just a shout out to 2 p.m. Todd, too. <laughs> we always talk about like, uh, you know, I've been working out and this, that and the other thing. So is um, 2 p.m. Todd over the past <laughs> year. He's been going through a, a fitness journey and we keep in contact through DMs. And he's always telling me that I inspire him. And I tell him the same because. He's been working real hard and he will. He lost over like 40 pounds this Damn, year. I didn't yeah, know all just, that. Yeah, he did just by changing eating habits. And so he always tells me like, oh, you really inspire me. And like, I, you know, <laughs> I I take that with a grain of salt. Like, I'm just glad that he's doing something to better himself. You know, whether I, it has anything to do with what I do. I think that's a beautiful thing. I mean, yeah. the, the fact that you guys inspire each other, you know, and, and I haven't seen 2 p.m. Todd's pictures. Oh, he's sexy, man. But <laughs> Heidelberg, I've seen you, man. You've gone through such a great t- transformation. Is that keep it up? And we're proud of you. Thank you. Our brother. Yeah. Well, and this is just like an illustration of how, you know, this community, it started around a love of horror, but we've all gotten really involved in each other's lives and we know each yeah. other as friends now. And we talk about way more stuff than really personal just horror. Shit. Yeah, we, we get really personal, yeah. like us here on the podcast, us in the slack on the street, mm-hmm. you know, the street chilling fandom. Uh, there's I mean, it's the horror was just kind of the the, the entryway. The gateway, yeah. Yeah. So but we're we're just like real friends now. We are. That's a beautiful hey, thing. Hey, no, hey, we're family, hey. not friends. Yeah, we're family. Yeah. One year. Just come on. Family. family. Yeah. We're I know I see insane, but we're family at least two hours at a time. I know. I definitely talk to you guys more than I talk to like most people in my family. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Why do you want to talk to us two dumbasses? Come on. I love you, dumbasses. <laughs> anyway, on that note, mutual. Oh, thanks. We Ooh. we love our fearless leader. We love you, Jacqueline. Oh, thanks. Right. Sorry oh. if you can hear. Yeah, I have a lot of I hear that now. You can hear yeah. can you hear mine? That's Jacqueline Solson. Yikes. I mean, they're not mine. Our, they're just independence day. Gunshots or uh, fireworks? Who knows? I nowadays. hope they're fireworks. God. Oh, wow. Those can are, you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah, we're keeping that in. Happy Fourth, everybody. Yeah. Should I be scared right now? Um, I mean, if a mortar hits the house, yeah, but hold on a second. Seems like right outside no, no, my no, window. Fireworks. That's fireworks. You're good. <laughs> okay. All right. We got more questions. All right. Yeah. I've got an email from Matt. Uh, you guys ready to hear the, the email from Matt? Yeah. Sure. All right. So it says, hello, Lady Mang and gentle Mangs. I had a question for your anniversary episode. When you introduce a friend to horror, what is your go-to movie? Also, Jacqueline, when your children get old enough, what is the first horror movie you want to watch with them? You guys had a great first year. This podcast really fucks. Matt. Aww. Oh, well, thanks, thanks Matt. Matt. Thank you, Matt. Well, uh, we've Jacqueline, already talked about how awesome Matt is and how hard with um straight chilling and also how hard with us he yeah, has he's been. The other guy that has a tattoo. <laughs> he, does. He, he has a straight chilling tattoo. It is enormous. <laughs> um, he does not yet have a cut above a ta- a cut above tattoo, but next challenge I'm for hoping... you, Matt, a cut above. 
he does yes. listen to us. I see updates on his Facebook all the time about the podcast he's listening to that day or week. And there's at least two episodes of ours almost always in there. So he's That's always so catching awesome. up. I love it. It makes me feel like it makes me feel good that knowing that the content that we put out, uh, put out every week is like landing in somebody's ears. You know what yeah. I mean? Because sometimes it's like, well, we don't know who's going to hear this or not. But it's really validating to to hear um that people are actually listening absolutely man. and hydroberg i actually want jacqueline to answer the question first of what would you introduce your kids to as far as horror goes when they get of that age so that's a really good question i feel like it's going to happen in stages so i yeah. even still think that they're kind of too young for kid horror so my oldest is only five and he you know is a little nervous about things you know he still he still gets scared of things so um I haven't really introduced him to anything. I would say the closest that I've come is showing him the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, um, which is like a Disney animated kind of double thing from the fifties. Um, so the, the Mr. Toad part comes first and that's like, you know, the wind in the willows, it's not horror at all. But then the second part is the legend of sleepy hollow, like the animated mm-hmm. version. Right. So he's watched that. I do. He did. He does get a little nervous at the part where the headless horseman shows up and is like throwing the pumpkin head at Ichabod. So I, I usually fast forward that now. Um, but I think that when it comes time for kid horror, I think maybe one of the first things I'll introduce him to is nightmare before Christmas. That's Cause it has one. like a spooky vibe, but, but it's pretty tame. And it's you know, got Christmas stuff too. So it's yeah. Yeah. But it is dark. It does have a dark oh, tone. So I think that'll, probably be an early thing and then when he's ready for like adult things that are not animated um maybe around 10 or so i don't know i'm gonna have to see how he matures and develops and i think every kid is different and you don't know when they're going to be ready for certain things but i think i'll start with early horror like maybe some hitchcock stuff like psycho and the birds those were some of the first things i saw and i kind of i don't know if this is true or not but i kind of have this philosophy that like if I show my kids older movies early on, they may not necessarily realize that they're old. You know, like sometimes kids are like teenagers. You should try to show them a black and white movie, but they're so used to modern movies that they're Mm -hmm. like, this is boring. This sucks. And they don't even want to give it a try. But I feel like if you see those kinds of things early on, you don't really have a point of reference. And so he might, you know, kids might be able to experience that more purely. So I'd like to kind of start him with, older movies like Hitchcock um maybe like Diabolique and kind of some of the those early things get him used to that and then um you know maybe when he's ready for like a like a full-on horror movie maybe Halloween might be a good starting place nice uh what about Scooby-Doo does he watch Scooby-Doo he watches the old cartoon, the one from the sixties. He does oh, yeah, watch that's that. The one to watch. <laughs> yeah, so he watches that. Um, my my three year old gets a little nervous with that, and he does. You know, okay. they're they're together a lot of the time, and so sometimes it's like I have to put on things that are good for both yeah. of them, you know. So I have to kind yeah, of bring absolutely. down the level because stuff that the oldest one likes, sometimes the middle one is even is the Twilight little... Zone when they get to a certain age might be good for them too because that's what we grew up on, right? And I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely grew up on that. So that would be my answer to that question about first horror exposure to the kids. Um, what What do you guys have to say about your go-to movie when you're trying to introduce somebody to horror? John, you want to take that one first? I do. Um, I would actually, and this is weird, but I think if 
you get the stomach for it. Um, if you're going to introduce like an adult to horror movies, it's Poltergeist. Yeah, okay. that's a good one, actually. Um, yeah, that's one that I grew up on as a kid. Yeah, me too. I think it still holds up today. Um, it does have gore to it, but it's also got these kind of like nice jump scares, but it also has a really nice story around it. And the fact that Toby Hooper and uh, Steven Spielberg did it together is just kind of that happy medium of, uh, you know, a blockbuster slash horror movie. It's got a good family vibe, too. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I mean, it's about a family, right? Coming together yeah, to get through really this fucking trial of. Yeah, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing yeah, yeah. at it because yeah. it, it really does. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that, that whole I, I think that whole idea of getting sucked into the TV is like really scary still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good choice. Yeah, I would actually Absolutely. say Poltergeist. I, it, you know, I thought about that a lot. And it's just like I could say Halloween, my favorite horror movie of all time. But, you know, Poltergeist has just got this like everything. It it's plays got, on all the same fears that you have, like as a kid, too. Like it does the, the stuffed animal in the corner in your room in the oh. darkness looks weird. Mm-hmm. The spooky tree outside the window that looks creepy when the lights are off. Yeah. The Something closet in your closet. That's open. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. One of my favorite moments in that bed. movie, actually, probably my favorite movie, my, my, my favorite moment in that movie is when the mom is in the kitchen and she's doing something and everything looks normal. And then the camera is kind of like focused on her for a second. And then it kind of zooms back out like one second later and all the chairs are stacked. Up. What a beautiful shot that was too. You know, and there was no sound. It was no. just instantly. And she turns around and she kind of like, she startles in surprise. That actress and- is so good in that role. Joe Beth Williams. Yeah. And freaking gorgeous. But um, that's like, I love those types of creepy moments. Like there's no sound. There's nothing jarring. It's not a jump scare. It's just all of a sudden it's just wrong. And then at the end of the movie, you you get this family drama of like, you know, the dad trying to save the mom and the kid. And yeah. And they're in that swimming pool and all the skeletons are coming out. Some of them are real. John, maybe you should drop a spoiler warning for like the whole episode because yeah, we're, we're going to spoil, spoil like movies. dozens of movies. Right. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, we are going to be talking about a bunch of fucking horror movies <laughs> that we're going to spoil <laughs> right now. So at least 52 if you have not of seen or positive podcasts and you, watch yeah. a bunch of horror and then <laughs> you've not, seen, you have not seen every horror movie ever, <laughs> don't don't keep listening. Um, yeah, Hydra, so, John, I love that choice. That's a great that's Thank a great you. choice. Thank you. Hydraberg, what about you? What's your go-to introductory horror film? So, Matt, my go-to, honestly, my go-to recommend is The Thing because it's just one of my all-time faves. Um, but, you know, it's not the easiest film for someone who's not into horror maybe to get into. Uh, but for me, it's like, it's a, it's just such a perfect fucking film, especially having just seen it recently again, re-released. It just, it just hits on so many levels for me. Um, but something maybe a little easier to enjoy, I would say maybe Evil Dead 2. I know Evil Dead 1 is good, but you can kind of watch 2 and not have to see 1. You can introduce 2. It's got gore. It's got funny laughs. It's got slapstick, a little comedy. The second one is a little bit more silly. I'm so surprised I feel like it's at that sh- choice. I bet, okay, but I get, I get where you're coming from. Okay. And I feel like there's enough that maybe someone could, you know, they don't have to take it so seriously. Mm. And they can see it without seeing the first one and still like not did, feel lost did the second one have the uh, tree scene the woman no that's the first one yeah i know i know but i, I was just i it, it, and because i'm i'm leaning your way because it was like gory scary 
funny. The second one was more the schlock got put into the film. Yeah, that, that that's my thought because like the first one, that whole tree scene was just that upsetting. It actually pushes that if you're going to introduce somebody to horror movies. Oh man, that's a, that's a brutal. That's scene. why I said two. Because I feel like, and that's where Ash sort of comes into like that actual character that he right, portrays right. in the second one. He cuts off his hand, he puts the chainsaw on. You get the Freddy glove in the fucking in the shed, like a lot, a lot, of, a lot of, of Easter eggs. Yeah, you get the moose head laughing at him or elk head <laughs> or whatever it is. So I feel like there's a lot of funny things that like people can watch without getting too scared. Sure. Um, real quick, I don't have a kid, Matt, but I did want to answer that question. If I ever do have a kid or. I think Beetlejuice would be a great go to oh, film yes. to introduce him into the macabre. It's there's some scary moments, I'm sure, as a kid, but there's a lot some of great performances. Basically and, anything Tim Burton, right? Yeah, I was gonna go with some other Edward Scissorhands, but yeah. it's not really scary, but it's got that well, vibe. There's yeah, some, it has that creepy like, in it. that creepy vibe. Yeah. I I, I agree with you guys to a in this extent because it's like this claymation stuff is just more kid driven. A little Beetlejuice scary is like the worm. Yeah, Beetlejuice is really dark. They got the freaking snake stuff, yeah. and it's yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like didn't Tim Burton do like Frankenweenie? Yeah, and yeah. Um, stuff like that. Corpse Car- Bride, yeah. Caroline. Yes. Or- oh, I love the Corpse Bride. Yes. Uh, Caroline, I don't think that's him. Coraline. Well, I know that was based Coraline. on a Neil Gaiman book. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think Tim Burton directed it. Did he? I don't know. The, the I don't movie. Think so. But anyway, the, the, the Hyderberg, that's a great choice. Beetlejuice. I, I yeah. like that. I remember seeing I Edward Scissorhands. Say a few more times. Was... What? Say oh. <laughs> um, I remember seeing Edward Scissorhands when I was very young. Oh, and um, and I still remember being disturbed by the scene when he's like trying to help. Um, what's her name? And he's like, but he's accidentally cutting her too, yeah. you know, but he's trying to help her, but she's really scared because he's cut. Like I remember being disturbed and upset by that. Yeah. I was I was too young for that. I but think, then it's but like I, a love story too. It's like yeah. it's, it's like a fish out of water love story. There's so mm-hmm. many different vibes going on with that film. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. Amber Heard? No, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I almost just. She would had be a like a baby at that time. She was not even born then. I I'm yeah. almost positive. Um. um anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's not get into that. Um. Uh, I remember Beetlejuice had a cartoon too when I was younger. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. You're bringing back so all sorts were, of memories. They were yeah. like aiming towards kids with it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I so Heidelberg. It's it's funny that you said the thing uh, as one of your choices because I wrote down two choices for what I what I would choose as my go to horror for people who I'm trying to like get into horror. I did write down the thing, uh, but so I think before answering that question, it's like. The main answer to that question is you kind of have to gauge what your friend is into, yeah. like whoever it is, like if you know they have more of like a sci-fi bent or if you know that they have like a if they like comedy, then Evil Dead 2 is awesome. But if they don't like that kind of thing, then that's not going to be a good choice for them. So um, I did write down the thing. I don't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily choose that for just anyone, no. but somebody who likes kind of like a something a little actiony, somebody who, you know, can can deal with like, like yeah somebody who can appreciate that style of movie definitely it is a little older so my other choice which is really my main go-to is a little more recent and that would be the strangers oh okay oh that yeah i jacqueline i'll agree with that one because that's really just it's so disturbing film 
Yeah. It is disturbing, but I picked it because there's nothing supernatural going yeah, on in it. And it's it relies on a lot of tension. It does. Um, and there's it's like kind of quiet for a lot of the time. And I don't know. So I and it's I, carried, I, I, I feel have, like by good acting. Like it's mostly about the the acting. And yeah, the, it's, I, it's like, good acting. They're not going to be bored by something that's like 50 years old and maybe a little slower paced. Like the pacing is good. Um, it's relatable. Liv Tyler is a recognizable person, but I've I've definitely chosen that a lot of times um, when showing somebody a horror film that isn't into horror, and it's usually gone pretty well. I made my oh, mom watch it. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses is not like a go-to. What? That is not, not. That's my go-to for me, but <laughs> it's not a go-to for when I'm trying to uh, get somebody into horror. Thirty-one or. That's not my gateway no. drug. No, Rob Zombie is not my gateway drug for newbies. Mm-mm. No, so. I, the, the reason why I thought about Poltergeist is because it does have some levity to it. It mm-hmm. does. Is that it gives you that kind of cushion of scares and then something that uh, I, I can kind of chuckle to and then it brings you back down. It's a good story, too. Like I said, it's got a lot of heart. Like you feel for that family. Oh, sure. It's like a drama with, mixed with the supernatural uh, sub, you know, s- story and the characters are really good. The kids are great. Like you feel for everybody in the film, mm-hmm. and, and that's a really good choice, actually, John. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. I might also say The Shining, just since it's such a classic. Yeah. Um, I know there's some people who don't like it, but I feel like, like John? most people do. I, I no, do you like it. It's just you just think Heidelberg. it's overrated. Hydraberg. Right? Yes, I do. I think it's overrated. I know it's a classic. I know people love this movie. It's on the top of their list. I understand why, but it's just, it didn't hit with me. But Jacqueline, I agree with you. I think The Shining is actually a really great choice. Because I feel like a lot of people, like just generally speaking, most people, like a majority of people have seen it, even if they're not into horror movies. Like most people have seen The Shining, right? Or is this like a bias that I have because I'm in the horror community? But like most people have seen it, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I very think popular it's a kubrick film it's got jack nicholson in it so i feel yeah. like yeah well, anyway so i think those are all good answers yep. so if i have a kid i'm just gonna tie them down like uh clockwork orange and make them watch whatever i want with their <laughs> eyes watch clockwork so, orange yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in their eyes and like yeah watch this <laughs> oh my god way to traumatize heidelberg shouldn't have kids oh lord <laughs> and a serbian film no baby I was going to ask you to babysit Hyderberg, but <laughs> baby Bergs. Oh, my God. <laughs> nope. uh, maybe I'll rethink the babysitting. I'm just kidding. The views and I the know, opinions expressed by Hyderberg do not reflect uh, cut above. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got another email to read with some very interesting questions. Okay. Um, thanks again, Matt, for those excellent questions. Those were fun to think about. Uh, we've also got some questions from William, a.k.a. Uh, my Little Slice of Hell Network. The black oh nice yeah love that guy so anniversary questions yeah. number one there's there's three here okay. number one jacqueline heidelberg and john what are each of your unpopular movie opinions john you want to take that first oh let's see uh the fact that the shining's overrated there there's one <laughs> there you go. uh it was probably sleepaway camp i think uh people like hold that in high regard um let's see just looking through these 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I'm just kidding. That that that, that movie. Sucks. That is an opinion some people have. Some people do have it. I think I blame society. I gave a really high rating to, and you guys really didn't like it. Uh, it's an unpopular it. opinion with me. What's that? <laughs> that was an unpopular opinion with me. Definitely. Um, and I don't think he means just, like, just limited to our it. episodes, but just you know, in general, your unpopular I, movie opinions. I, okay, so I would say Frankenhooker, I really gave a lot of shit to, but it actually is just like one of those movies, uh, a popcorn movie that you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that was an unpopular opinion that I had. So that was okay. my last one. Right. It was unpopular with me. <laughs> there's my pick and i take all any critiques to my picks what a good time take them to heart oh god my co-host hate me. he expects us never to, to critique yeah. his movie why well. didn't you give thanks killing uh eight out of ten john <laughs> how dare you sir well somebody wants to kill you for picking that movie by the way we'll get to that later. well we'll get to that yes, hyderberg what are some of your unpopular movie opinions all right so one of my unpopular movie opinions happened on this show uh, and I've said it. I said it earlier. I, I think Terrifier is overrated. I, it's, I, it's unpopular. I don't with the think community. that's like necessarily a hot take. I think there are I quite guess. a few out there. There's a lot of people that with agree you. with me, but a lot of people that I come across just think that film's like the bee's knees, and I just don't. It's not. Don't see it. I think it's the character that they introduced, and and how well he's done art. Like that's what people. It's a new slasher, and we we've we've seen the old slashers redone so many times that it's nice to get a new one. Do you, he's so iconic in such a quick time, and I get that. Like, do you think this could be a franchise? It's gonna be. I mean, they're making a sequel. I understand, but do you think it should be, or do you think that that we'll have to see art, what two does? Does two extend the lore a little bit? Does it explain more about art? Like, what is it just going to be set pieces and kills again? Because then I don't think so. Yeah, but think about how many other slashers that you've ever seen where you're just like, okay. Yeah, but even like Freddy, like got silly, but at some point, like Freddy had lore built in, right? Like there was a lore, there was a reason why he was the way he was. You've never seen All Hallows Eve. I mean, you saw. I have seen it. I have seen it. Okay, so so Art the Clown was actually a a nice lore to like going to. I've only seen it once, so yeah, I need to rewatch it. But I remember having some of the same issues I had with Terrifier, though. Right. There's a lot of violence to women in that as well. I'm not I'm not discrediting the problems with the movie or the film itself is like, like Art the Clown was a dope slasher. He was cool. Yeah. Sorry. He used the okay. he used the gun, spoilers. Oh my god. He uh he had a he had a unrealistic trash bag. It was like the bag of holding. If you ever played D&D, that's basically what it was. <laughs> this again, huh? Oh yeah. Wait, don't worry, Hydroberg. We're gonna hear. We're gonna hear all about that a little later. But um, yeah. okay, so duly noted. Terrifier is overrated. Any other unpopular movie opinions? Um, I don't. I don't know. Like offhand, I can't really think of anything super unpopular. I mean, um, not really. Okay. How about you, Jacqueline? Well. Uh... I'm about to say some shit that's going to get me kicked off the show. You guys are oh, seriously going to, you guys are going to replace me. We're booting her. Okay. I have three. Oh, I spent a lot of time thinking three. about these questions. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with a big one. I think that the Cape Fear remake sucks and okay. I love the original. That's I, I hate not, the remake. Yeah. That's not going to get you kicked off the show. 
Oh, really? Everybody yeah, yeah. that I know I like thinks the that the remake is like the best shit ever. And I find that very few people have actually Nero. seen the original. Yeah, That's what I, th- I think you saw. The, did you see the original first? No. Is that the uh, Robert Meacham one where it's loosely yes. of that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fuck no. I do like De Niro's. Um, I don't know. I like his character in that. So can I explain why I don't like yeah. the remake? Please. I have a lot of reasons, actually. Oh, wow. So for one thing, Gregory Peck plays the dad in the original. And in the remake, it's played by Nick Nolte. Mm. Gregory Peck plays the character as like a sympathetic character that like bad shit is happening to and you want to root for him and you're like worried what's going to happen to him and his family. But Nick Nolte comes across as such a fucking smug prick that I do not give a shit what happens to him. And I I hate the way he plays that character. I just don't like it. He's not sympathetic. He's just a prick. And so it really does not make me want to invest myself in the outcome of the story the way that Gregory Peck does. Um, I don't love the way that Robert De Niro plays the character of what's the character's name? Max Katie. Katie. Yeah, Max Katie. So again, just comparing the two, Robert Mitchum is able to kind of alternate modes of character. Like he's able to come across as very charming and suave and like appealing and make people kind of want to come to him. But then he can be just such an evil son of a bitch. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. So De Niro, no matter what he's doing, he always comes across as like very smarmy Mm -hmm. and like he just, Vindictive. I mean, the problem. <clears throat> he just sends chills up my spine. Right. Ever, like problem, even when he's trying. That's what to I respect like... about the portrayal. But yes, I, I haven't right. seen the original. Right. But De Niro, De Niro plays a convict that is um, hell bent on revenge. Yeah. You, you know, I and De Niro is an awesome actor, but he's a character actor. So mm-hmm. you know, he leans into this character. Yeah, he did. Whereas Robert Mitchum played more of like this subdued, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, fucked up individual he's still like totally evil underneath but he's Absolutely. able to masquerade that evil at, when he wants to he masquerades and I don't as see a priest. That. more levels to the performance yes. right? so i just don't see that in the de niro portrayal so that's my second that's reason valid. and then and then my final reason is like there's one scene in particular that really upsets me in um in the remake and it's a scene where like there's a an investigator inside the house kind of keeping watch on everything and then he goes into the kitchen to get a snack or something. And he sees the maid with her back to him at the kitchen. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's been a long time since I've okay. seen it. So he's like, hello, you know. Maid lady. Gisela or whatever her name is. <laughs> um, he's like, hey, you know, you're up late too. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's late or something like that. And like, you kind of see the side of her face. It's like a quarter turn. You kind of see the side of her face and you hear her voice. She says something like, oh, Yes, it's taking a long time. I don't know what she says, but she says something. And then the camera stays with the investigator and you see him sit down at the kitchen table. And then it's been literally like two seconds. And then it turns back to the maid and it tur- the person turns and it's De Niro in a wig. And I fucking hate that because it's, it's insulting to the audience because we know what we saw. We know what we saw. We know that we saw the maid and it was the maid. And there is no possible way that in 1.5 seconds with no noise or anything, he could have like thrown the maid into a closet and like put on a wit. Like 
there, there was no quick change. It's like it oh, was just like expecting us to believe. Yeah. yeah, it's like expecting us to to not believe what we know that we saw, and to try to trick us into thinking it was something else. And I just don't think that was, that's fair. So I just, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't care for that remake. And I'm glad you guys aren't going to kick me off the show for that because usually when I say that to people, they're like, oh, the "That's horror. a uh, Scorsese film." Yeah, it is right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. I think it is, yeah. So, but Hydrover, I would really suggest watching the original. It's so good. I'd like to. I don't remember if I've ever seen it. I know I've seen Cape Fear at least once. And I do agree with the Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte plays that sort of character a lot anyway. Like, he's Mm -hmm. not the most likable guy. We saw, like, like back in the early 2000s when he had that crazy hair and he got arrested. I mean, it's just like, how how can you like Nick Nolte? And (laughs) the daughter is... uh, uh, Juliet Lewis. Lewis. Okay, so that I will say the two things that are be- that are better in the remake are Juliet Lewis as the daughter. She's fantastic, and I think yeah. the daughter in the original is kind of like forgettable and nothing. Juliet Lewis is an improvement, and Jessica Lange as the wife is an improvement. So did those are. I will give credit role. to those. He did. He 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 was ripped for that. Yeah, yeah. he did a transformation for that role. True that. story. But um, yeah, so and I don't even want to say anything against Nick Nolte. I just don't like this performance. No, that's and, the, and the way this character was written. I'm not saying anything about him in any other capacity. John, um, you want to start getting new uh, like auditions for new guests? <laughs> I mean, host or what? You're no, just going to get like a robot. No, what, what we need to do is we need to go. Oh, that's right. You know, that's the way Nick Nolte sounds to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when you smoke a pack a day, that's how you sound. <laughs> So are you guys going to get like a robot that looks and sounds just like me, like in the Stepford Wives? Jacqueline Bach 3000. Absolutely. But she never yeah, says anything controversial. She never disagrees with you guys. And she just Hello, gives everything 10. Jacqueline. He's still serving it. above horror review. Mm. Yeah. Let's mm, see. I'm a Stepford wife. I took a long time talking about that, but um, no, I'll just, I'll run through my other unpopular opinions. I didn't, I didn't anticipate that. I'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> so my other one is I think The Conjuring is overrated. That's fine. I think it is a well-done movie. I just don't think it's particularly original. I think it takes stuff that has already been done and then does it in a very sophisticated way. But I just that don't think it's I like... like I just don't think it's like that amazing. And honestly, I, I've seen it like three or four times and I can barely remember what happens in it. I like that it brought... I don't know. I feel like there was a slump for a while in the 2000s of like, really good supernatural films. Cause I, those are my jam, like supernatural ghosty stuff. Like I really love those. And like, I think the conjuring, although yes, I think it is a little overrated. Had they not spawned a fucking universe based on it, like the MCU, yes. then we probably <laughs> would look at it differently. But I do think like when it first came out, it's got some honestly like good scares, yep. you know, but they're jump scares. And after a while, those wear off, you know, when they're coming. Sure. But I thought it did. Uh, it kind of jump started that supernatural vibe again for films that was kind of lacking in horror for a while. And it was a pretty like like poltergeist, you know what I mean? Like good, scary, ghostly, supernatural stuff like like that's why I like it follows so much, too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really love that and demon stuff like those things sort of make me feel on edge and. I thought The Conjuring did a, did a pretty good job with that. And then, two, they started introducing too many things. like Yeah, I agreed. I, I, I think, uh, Jacqueline, I agree with you. I, I think the thing was is that it kind of intertwined a couple of different things, you know, kind of a found footage, you know, jump scare uh, ghost story, which was actually, you know, it, it, like the mesh of those subgenres were really nice. But, you know, I... 
like 20 years down the line, are you going to be saying Conjuring no. is my favorite movie? Well, when the I James Moneyverse has taken over. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but even like that aside, you know, I because that's what started it, right? I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't Saw or anything like that. But the mm-hmm. Conjuring was kind of the one that kind of escalated these these Absolutely. other sequels uh, or money grabs, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just I, I, I don't think it's. it's a nice movie and Mm -hmm. have fun with it. You know, that that, that would be one of those ones that if you're going to introduce somebody to a movie, push them into the conjuring way because it's not, Not but it's, it's got enough jump scares to where it's just like your heart rate goes up. You know, it's never going to be one of those ones where you go, yeah, yeah, that's good. Some good performances too. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. No, I think it's a good movie. I just think it's overrated, yeah, and because because there's nothing terribly original in it, I find it not terribly memorable. Mm-hmm. So, like, I will remember certain things about Sinister always. I will remember things about Insidious always. Sure. Um, yeah, I like I'm not Insidious. A big fan of Insidious. I love Insidious. I don't love The Conjuring, but Insidious is just more creative to me. So that's Jacqueline. just my unpopular opinion. No, Jacqueline, you're still not <laughs> off the show. You're good. Okay. Well, I think, then I'll hit you with this I think last The Conjuring one. was just made, I guess, but probably a bigger budget. And I kind of like that it shows more. That's true. Insidious yeah, is... is- is sort of thrown together and it was like James Wan when he was getting his reputation built up. Right. And like, hmm. I don't know. I saw that movie later insidious. I never saw it when it first came oh, out. So when I did see it, it's good. It's got that really one good scare with the, the Darth Maul looking demon thing <laughs> pops his head out from the side. But yeah. Other yeah, than yeah. that, I, that I feel like that so movie cool. and that it's got the twist where it's like, Oh shit. The, the, the father's the one who's been chased. Haunted after or whatever yeah. Like yeah. you thought it was about the son the whole time. And then you find out like, Oh no, it's been, it's it's about the, the father too like uh, true mm. so yeah that's interesting spoiler again <laughs> yeah, yeah that's okay hey you already dropped the spoiler everybody's been warned all right all right so, so my last thing everything. is um i like the dawn of the dead remake better than the original i do too <gasps> oh my gosh heidelberg and i love romero spirits? and i respect the me original too. you too john oh my god me too me too here i was oh my I've god been so anxious all week worrying that you guys were gonna hate me for these opinions but I well, love it. I remember seeing it in theaters. It's just so visceral. That first like we, 10 minutes. We may yeah. have lost all of our listeners, but I totally <laughs> okay, so maybe that's what I should have been worried about. <laughs> and I don't like I don't like the blue zombies. I think Tom Zavini's a fucking genius, but mm-hmm. for some reason the blue zombies just lost me in that film. That movie was too fucking long, dude. I mean, it was just it feels like, slow to me. Yeah, it does. It's slow like the zombies. So I remember when I saw the remake, I was so jazzed about it. I was just like, I need to see the original. I had not seen the original. Oh, I was, a, I had okay. seen Night of the Living Dead and I had seen the Night of the Living Dead remake, which I also think is pretty good. But um, there was so much dope action in that, you know, even yeah. being Rames, like at the beginning when they get into the mall and he he wraps his arm into that that metal thing of the, the waterfall thing. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. it was it was so it looked like like the practical effects of, of that were so good. This is my uh, first Zack Schneider film I've ever me seen. Me too. And James Gunn wrote that. Yes, he did. did. He? Yeah, yeah, he did. Nice. Yeah. Before he did I think Slither. it's I think it's like super tight, fast paced, really entertaining. The zombies are really scary, and there's some mm-hmm. cool stuff in there, like how the people in the buildings across the street from each other are communicating with the signs. Love the and, soundtrack. 
Yeah, the down with the sickness at the beginning, and then, and then like the Richard Cheese version at the uh, end. Yeah, oh, I love that. Or like it's in the middle somewhere. Up, yeah, in the hurt. Down with the sickness. Wow. The Johnny Cash fucking hurt um plan. Yes. 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 Oh well, I can't tell you how relieved I am oh, no, that no, you guys don't hate me now. Plays. I'm sorry. You're still our host, so Jack awesome. Went. All right. Um, I still yeah. No, I, I really like. I actually went out and bought Dawn of the Dead after seeing that mm-hmm. the original. It was like a collector's edition uh, DVD. And I remember mm-hmm. watching it. I was just like, this is, I don't know. I heard so much hype about it. And when I watched it, I just wasn't that thrilled about it. But, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So I, I should probably rewatch that. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Like, I, I, I think it's important and I enjoy it to oh, a certain absolutely. extent. But it does get slow for me. It, it does. So long. So. I just got Richard Cheese's version of Down with the Sickness in my head right now. Me Come too. On, get down. Let's play, play that it. at the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. got the guy from Modern Family that's like banging that girl in the. Yeah. He's such a dick. He's such a cool guy. What's his name? I something. Yeah. Um, I can picture him. I just don't remember. He's got the name. first baby zombie I've ever seen too. That's true. That was fucking awesome. Or what I about see. like what about the woman that actually was a guy that they made up to become a zombie? Like 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 the the woman that was in the wheelbarrow. Oh. How frightening was I that? I don't remember. You don't, don't remember, remember that? that it's like 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 when they got in their in their truck and they're pushing this woman. She uh, was sick, this, yeah. Oh, yeah, this obese woman through and she's just like, you know, she got bit or something like that. And then all of a sudden, it's just like she she gets up, looks over like the way she snaps her neck, like yeah. and then just chases after these people. But it was actually that, a guy and the way they did the bus. Oh, I, did, too, I didn't like, like steal along the side of the bus and like little oh, openings to, like jab. Uh, tools or knives out like the way they went into the sporting goods store and like fucking grabbed like weapons and stuff like that and the hunting store whatever it was i think yeah like, i don't know i just really liked a lot of that and i love the ending that they I, thought they got away and you get to the island yeah yes i, 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 I love that too and then then you get the disturbed which is I feel like virus 32 kind of tried to lift a lot of stuff from that movie it totally did yeah uh, all right, so we, we actually spent a really long time yeah, on all those questions. questions, but um, so William's next question was, I want to know the music that made you guys all-time favorite singers or bands. John, go. Oh, God. Uh, when I was a kid, oh, man. I'm not ashamed to admit it, but like I loved Elton John when I was a, like a little kid. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, Elton John was it like like he was he was brilliant to me, but as I got older... Uh, I would say 1992, I discovered hard rock, heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say thing that uh, a band that shaped me big time, and I still listen to the to this day, Pantera. Hmm. Nice, nice. All right, cool, cool. So Hi, Jacqueline, Jared. you, you're next. Oh me. Yes. Well, so I feel like that's two separate questions, like the music that made you and all time favorite artists. So. I grew up listening to almost exclusively oldies because that's what my mom listened to. And um, so she'd have the radio on all the time in the kitchen or in the car. It was Orlando's cool 105.9 and they played fifties and sixties music. <laughs> and so that's what I grew up listening to. And I didn't know that it was old. And so every time I heard a song on the radio that I had not heard before, I'd be like, mom, mom, I just heard this great new song. And she'd be like, that is 30 years old. <laughs> but so I definitely grew up on that. And I feel like that has influenced my sensibilities. I've always kind of liked things that were older, whether it's music or movies or whatever. My all time favorite band is the Beatles. Um, but I also love classic country 
believe it or not. I love like I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. I love Johnny Cash. Um, and then kind of maybe 10, 15 years ago, I kind of started getting into like horror oriented music, I would say. I don't know what to really call it, but like so I love Rob Zombie, The Cramps, um, Ghost, which is a Swedish like um metal band. Uh Harley Poe. If you guys haven't listened to Harley Poe, he's amazing. Um the if you've never heard the album Satan, Sex, and No Regrets by Harley Poe, you will hear a lot of songs about Satan and sex, and you will have no regrets. So that being said, um, you know, the misfits, Nick Cave, the coffin cats, all kinds of stuff. So he's a rocking man. <laughs> I want to hear Rob Zombie do a cover of Rocket Man. He probably will. He's a red rocket man. Oh my god. <laughs> Hyderberg, what's your answer to this? Uh, so I was heavily into grunge as a teen and also hip hop mm-hmm. during the 90s. Um, one of my favorite singers is Chris Cornell. Rest in peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Soundgarden and Audio Slave. Um, one of my favorite bands, if you want to call it a band, is uh, the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. Enough that I have a tattoo of the Wu-Tang. I have the Wu-Tang symbol on my shoulder, mm-hmm. my right arm. That's awesome. Um, I've seen them live several times and they put on one of the best shows I've ever seen as far as like energy and stuff like that. Wow. I don't know. Awesome. It's, it's it's been it was a big part of my childhood or my my adolescent years. Um, yeah. And. Uh, like a side note, my all time favorite singers, though, like is Amy Winehouse. I just absolutely adore that woman. And I feel Great like um, she doesn't get enough credit because everybody just most people just know about her drug addiction. They don't understand like the woman she was like before the drug addiction, Mm -hmm. her first album um, and just how creative she was and how much of a fucking talent she really was. Like you, you you got a small Jewish girl from, from Europe who just belts out songs. Like she's from Motown in the sixties and just like the amount of songs that she's put out that people probably haven't aren't familiar with she's just such a, a lost talent in my opinion mm-hmm. I, I, thought, her music. I thought her voice was so beautiful like, like like the two people like when you're talking about r&b and stuff like that is alicia keys yeah because you know, like her voice is like gorgeous it's her talent like i thought you know, amy whitehouse you're absolutely right you know to me it's like adele tried to mimic what a little bit Winehouse. like i don't want to take away from adele they're no, very she's, similar, she's though. I would have loved to see don't, them perform together. Don't get me wrong. Adele's a beautiful singer. Yeah. But I mean, to me, it's like with the soul and like, like oh, yeah. talked about like a Motown singer of uh-huh. like mm-hmm. soul and passion. I feel like she was reincarnated. Like there was another singer. in Yeah. Her. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. back in the day. No, no. That's kind of an unexpected choice from you, Hyderberg. But I it, love it makes Andy me happy. Williams. And I, you know, I just that woman understood heartbreak, I feel like. And you could feel it in her music. Sure. And what yeah. she went through in life. Um, and it's just sad that she died. She's a 27 club. Um, and um, just so like I seen a cover band several years ago that played at like a bowling alley in Brooklyn. That It's like a fancy bowling alley that has like a restaurant area. They have the best fried chicken I had in a really long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a honey southern fried chicken. And it's like a mix of bar area bowling. And they have cover bands that play. It's really cool. Wow. Um, and there was this cover band that played that did Amy Winehouse songs. And they were really good, right? And there was like a little jazzy vibe to it. And then, so when they played, when when her parts came on, they had three different women that did her parts to hit the ranges that she could hit by herself, right? right? Because they couldn't all do that range on their own. Mm-hmm. They had to, mm-hmm. certain ones could do the higher stuff. They could do the deeper stuff. 
Amy could do it all mm-hmm. on her own. And I just like, I feel like she never gets really enough credit because she wasn't out there long enough. And all that controversy about her life kind of overshadowed True. her real talent. She had raw talent. Yeah. It's a sad story. It is. Yeah. But I agree with you about her, her degree of talent for sure. Yeah. Good choice. Thank you. All right. You guys ready for William's last question? Yes. Yeah. He says, what are each of your second favorite film genres and favorite films in those genres? Hydraberg, you take this one. All right. I thought about this one and I went with probably an answer that you guys can already guess, but I have other genres. I like, I love drawing. I love all movies. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I watch a lot of horror. That's my main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I really do love, self-admittedly, is like I'm a comic book nerd and I love comic book movies like. And so, so like not just the MCU, I know I'm a stand for like the Marvel stuff, but that just those films, when I go into theaters, I get excited for them. I have friends that also like we, we have a shared love of them. So we share that together. We go together to see most like I have one buddy that I've seen most of the Marvel films with. So it's like a thing we do. And then those films just make me feel like I'm young again the way I did when I went to go see a film like my dad, you know, when I was Mm -hmm, young. mm -hmm. And so for me, like, you know, the critiques aside of those films that people have, I understand them, but at the same time, like I, there's still a feeling I get when I go to the theaters to see them. And like, like, that's just my, my vibe. So like, for me, like guardians of the galaxy just hit so well. I saw that film four times in the theater. I love that film. I know John. Um, no, 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 you know, I, I'm not knocking it. Seriously. Okay, you just um, no, no, that no, no, film no. just like the way I don't know if James Gunn's gone through loss, but like the way that like uh, Star Lord, like he loses his mom in the beginning and like the way it connects in the end. And it was shortly after I lost my mom. And like that film, I watch that film right now, it will make me cry. Yeah. I will admit it right now. Oh, like it's a understood. fucking baby. Again, uh, I, I was not knocking it. I'm not like going. Okay. Whatever, whatever. Uh, the Winter Soldier is just a fun, uh, like great action film, in my opinion. And Endgame was one of the best cinema experiences I've ever had as far as just like seeing a film and just getting excited. Uh, the Dark Knight, obviously. Yeah. What? The only movie I saw three times in the theater was Endgame from. Yeah. From- Endgame is one of those theater experiences I, I'll never get again. Like, uh, exactly. It was an 11 year buildup. And if you are along for that ride and you saw that film, the opening weekend it was fucking monumental mm. uh dark night obviously because it's you know what it, it's a dark night uh v for <laughs> vendetta and sin city are are some of my favorite like genre films as far as just the comic book genres but i mean i i love other films too like i yeah. love dramas yeah. i love fiction i love tarantino movies but yeah <clears throat> i just figured like that those that those comic book movies definitely do resonate with me a lot mm-hmm so. mm-hmm I well, I, I love how I love how passionately you spoke about your love for movies. And I think we all feel that way. Like, I think we're yeah. all just movie lovers, not just horror. Absolutely. Yeah, that's our main jam. But I think we all just love movies. And there's like a certain magic that happens, like when you have yeah. a great theater experience or when you see a movie that really touches you. Like, it's not just a silly piece of entertainment like movies can really like you can really connect with them sometimes. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. they're just fun, mindless entertainment. But that's I mean, that's important, too. But I mean, I think movie magic is really something special. Yeah, they all have their place, right? There are certain mm-hmm. things you're in the mood for. Yeah. Especially if you've seen a film and then you own it or like you're just like, hey, I'm in the mood for something yeah. of this nature. And you pull it off the shelf, you pop it in and it brings you to that time when you first saw it or it makes you feel good again. It's like yeah. comfort food. Yeah, it, that's I exactly totally what it is. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. eating a hamburger that you love all yep. the time, you know, being able to watch that uh, again and again. What about you, Jacqueline? So um, 
I, I I don't think this will be a surprise, but I would say maybe my second favorite type of movie is like drama slash thrillers. Maybe that's cheating by doing no, the slash, no. but drama slash thrillers. So some of my favorites are Mulholland Drive, mm. which I think is just like an absolutely mind blowing, amazing, perfect movie. Um, the Game with Michael Douglas. Oh, that was good fatal attraction so some of these i think are kind of cheating because they kind of like there's like a little horror tinge i think in some of them but uh, you know they're thrillers like you said yeah so fatal attraction which i love um i love fargo i love memento Memento. i love anything by tarantino um we've had long discussions about how we would rank tarantino films um and i love kubrick films i love kubrick films so so much um i think full metal jacket is just like a fantastic fucking experience um it's like yeah. two different movies it is but they're both great i know they are some um, people prefer the, a lot of people prefer the beginning i know but both yeah. parts are just so well done yeah they are uh and then some other movies that you might not expect from me um you know i grew up below the mason dixon line my mom is from the deep south and so there's like kind of a southern drama type thing that really that I really enjoy. So I love Forrest Gump. I mm. love Steel Magnolias. And I love um, Gone with the Wind. That's a nice. great love story. Has its problems. It's definitely problematic, but just as a story, like as a love story, it's fantastic. And Scarlett O'Hara, what a character. So you know, if a, film, if a film shows what the times were like in, in, in the setting that it's taking place, it's going to seem problematic no matter what. Because well, that's what the times are like. But I've never seen... Uh, Gone with the Wind, though. So, so the problem exactly. with Gone with the Wind is it sort of romanticizes a, pe- a certain period of oh, time okay, that yeah, was yeah. not that's, romantic that's at happening. all. Yeah. Um, so that's that's problematic. Yeah. But um, yeah, but there are things about- to appreciate about it. Sure. Yeah. John, what's your answer? Uh, I would actually say action drama thriller. Um, <laughs> it, it's all combined into one because action drama thriller comedies. Yeah. You're gonna no, not comedy. Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of a lot of guys, you know, masculinity is like Scarface. Scarface to me was kind of dumb. <gasps> oh no. Blasphemy. Uh, no, it, I love Scarface. It, I, I enjoyed it immensely, but you see a lot of problems with this movie. Uh we see movies like Goodfellas, which is like a, a, a gem. Thank God. I, you I, 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 Goodfellas. Oh, hell no. <laughs> but I thought one movie that I could watch over and over and over again. Is Casino. Yes. Oh my God. I love that you just said that. Uh, Casino to me just has this like beautiful blend of aesthetic acting, uh, voiceover stuff. I thought the costume design in this fucking movie was just like, oh wow, look at this. It's set in in Las Vegas, but they cut back to the Midwest where it gets darker. But when you go back to Vegas, it gets really bright. And it's just like that perfect kind of like thriller, uh, drama, gangster, whatever it is, you know, it just took all these, all these like beautiful little ingredients from like Godfather and Goodfellas and Scarface and all this other kind of stuff and just kind of put it into a blender and it mixed up perfectly. Joe Pesci's death in that movie is still fucking. It, it's brutal, so visceral. It's brutal. I mean, brutal. It's, it's so hard to watch. Like, like it's watching Sonny die in Godfather. You know, just yeah. like getting shot up like that. But it, it, like, it's from a distance. This is not from a distance. This is like right in your face. 
Yeah. You know, but but I love the different voiceovers, you know, and the all the characters like James all Woods. All the acting performances are so good. Like yeah. how good was James Woods as this, you know, this this cocaine addict of of like having this control over Sharon Stone? Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> and Joe Bob is in that movie. Joe Bob Briggs. That's right. Part. Yes, he is. He actually so that, that film is phenomenal. That that, yeah. that ties in our horror. Because Joe, yep, there you go. <laughs> I feel like at the time that film might have not got the recognition that it deserved because they were comparing it to like Goodfellas, right? It was like the oh, next yeah. Goodfellas, right? Because it was a Scorsese film and it was like it had a lot of the same cast. But really, like you said, the performances, the story, it's such a good film. It is it's a little it long, is. but it's good. It's Joe really- Bob played a country blumpkin, pumpkin. <laughs> Oh I, just wanted, I, I just wanted to pop jack you guys just do it on purpose that's just our thing now <laughs> that's our thing all uh, right yeah, well so i would say i would say that you know i mean it, like good choices a, a movie Very i can watch over and over you know for sure yeah you know joey just showed me casino like two years ago i had never seen it really like almost exactly two years ago and it was like my favorite movie that i saw that year so um i love that choice i'm so glad you said that that's so fun so good um all right. Well, we spent like an hour answering questions, but those were really good questions. And I feel like um, I feel like that those were good because we got to know more detail about each other's like tastes and stuff. I think those were very illuminating questions. So thank you so much to Todd for writing in. Thank you, Matt, for sending in some questions. Thank you, William, for sending in some questions. Those were really, really fun. Um, I enjoyed thinking about those and coming up with my, what my answers were going to be. And I also enjoyed learning what my two co-hosts had to say in response to those questions. Cause I'm um, a rocket man. <laughs> oh my God. That really got me. I popped. You down. said that with such jubilance and glee. It was very like endearing. I was just waiting to say it like, like that. <laughs> I love it. We're going to have to, we're going to have to save that for later as a little bump all right um all right so if it's okay with you guys i think we could move on i've got a little game planned for oh, us boy i think one year, fun. One year do you so, want yeah. to play a game i do gentlemen Gender i'd like to play a game so this game <laughs> this game is called guess that unit whoa Yay! on <laughs> So here's how it's going to work. I have chosen a selection of our ratings units from various episodes. Oh, if shit. You've, okay. If you've never listened to this show before, if somehow this is your first episode, yeah, what are you listening doing to a cut above? So at the end of every episode, when we review a movie, we don't say 10 out of 10 stars. We choose a ratings unit that is specific to that movie that we chose. Oh, nice. So sort of I have I have made a list of some of some of the ratings units that we've used over the past year. Okay. And I'm just going to rapid fire go down the list. I'm going to say one and then to like buzz in, so to speak, you shout out your name. I'll call on you and you tell me what movie it's from. Okay? I love and this I will... idea, by the way, Jacqueline. Thank so you. Yeah. And I will keep track of how many correct answers you each have. Got it. Do you understand I'm the buzzing game? Buzzing in. Yes, I'm just going to say HB. Okay, that's fine because it takes shorter than yeah, saying hydrogen. More syllables in my name than John. All right. All right. Some of these are going to be pretty easy, and some of them you might have to think for a second. Okay. So let's see how well you do. Ready? Ready. All right. Number one. Where the fuck are the Sawyers? HB. Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Fuck. You got it. Number two. Fucking Timos. John. John. 
Uh, that would be three, two, possessor. No, yeah. I got it. Okay. HP. Yes. May the devil take you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Number three, pureed porn stars. Oh, shit. <laughs> HP. HP. Silent night. Yes, you got it. Number four, exploding dicks. John. John. Mortuary collection. You got it. Yeah. Nice. Go. He's on the board. That's actually our first actual recording ever. That is our first recording. And that's where the reach round came from. More on that later. We've been doing this since the very first recording. We've been having uh, movie specific units. And my dick's right. been exploding ever since. <laughs> our dicks have been exploding ever since. Number five, pumped up pimps. <laughs> Hydraberg. Frankenhooker. You got it. Number six. Tickets. Oh, John. Yes, John. New Year's Evil. You got it. That's it. I almost felt like I got to let John get that one. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Hydraberg. Number seven. Do you have your tickets? Tickets. <laughs> Number seven. Harry Wangdoodles. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What was John. that? John. John. That would be Sleepaway Camp. You got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was a recent one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number eight. Curb stomps. Oh shit, John. John. Thanks, killing. No. Curb stomps. Damn it. I had a feeling yeah. this one would get you. You got a feeling. Hedgeberg, any guess? Three. Two. Two. One. <clears throat> okay, that was from Virus Thirty Two. Uh, oh, oh shit! That. Yeah, I forgot about that. Remember at the end, she got curb stomped. Yeah, I forgot everything about that movie, <laughs> except for the fact that the zombies are afraid of water. <laughs> All right, number nine, lube jobs. Oh, uh, Hydraberg. Hydraberg. Titan. Yeah. And I mean, Titan. Sorry. Titan. Okay, they are very good now. Mm-hmm. You need to change your motor oil. <laughs> I ain't nothing but the hound dog. Jaberg, you sounded like Lumiere. Ten W thirty, yeah, huh? Ratatouille is my favorite movie. <laughs> I do like her very much. I'm Biller. Oh, oh, right. oh my god! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> We're out of control now. All right, I have one left. Okay, number ten, kicks in the nuts. John? John? Uh, uh, um, <laughs> um, was, phantasm. Phantasm. No. Okay. Hydraberg, do you have a guess? Kicks in the nuts. It was an early one. Hint, hint. Damn it. I didn't get a hint, but that was yeah. an early one. Phantasm was. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right. That one was from Freaky. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, but still, you guys, you guys did answer eight out of the ten. Only two were stumpers. So, Hydraberg ended up with five, and John ended up with three. But that was a good game, fellas. You both did well. That was a lot of fun. Slayed it. Yeah, we should have fun. fun though. We, we should talk. I, wanted, I almost want more. That was fun. Yeah, we should do that every week. What? Well, I think <laughs> it, we, we'd run out of options pretty well, fast. We can do some extra episodes. <laughs> okay. We, we could do it for episode one hundred. Okay. okay. Let's do it.
All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks for letting me uh, throw that game in there. I just kind of had the idea and thought it was some good ones in there, too, that like curb stomp. I don't like. There were a couple that definitely didn't like hint at the movie that well. Yeah. Yeah. My favorites are probably where the fuck are the Sawyers and fucking Timos. (laughs) You know, John. Yeah. Timos was a good one. John, you've actually had some really good measurements that like I feel like you came up with on the fly. Like where the fuck were the Sawyers fucking made me laugh. (laughs) Yeah, and tickets is like <laughs> that shit made me laugh too. For the rest of my life, John, anytime somebody says the word tickets, I'm gonna think about you. You're gonna be thinking about and Indiana Jones. You have your tickets? Give me your tickets. Give me your tickets. I'm gonna be 85, and somebody's gonna say that, and I'm gonna. I kind of want to watch like New like Year's it. Evil next year. Let's it's do it good. For- that is our lowest re- uh, downloaded episode ever. That's a shame. I think it's just not a well-known film, but there's I actually some good. But I feel like we have yeah. worse known films in there that are getting guess. higher downloads. I don't know. All right. Well, we've talked about some funny, funny stuff here, but John has very graciously taken the time to put in a lot of hard work and put together for you guys a little clip um, melange of some of our favorite funny memorable in joke type moments from the very beginning of the show sounds very so. bougie very bougie M- melange oh sorry um a clip reel is that what you call it a yes. clip reel no, let's do that is that better all right everybody enjoy the best of a cut above horror review and uh hopefully you laugh as much as we did let's start <laughs> it now i'm you know, so proud what? of little elijah he's really proven himself he did something good with his uh lord of the rings money he's shorter yeah, in heidelberg I'm just kidding. Sorry. Rude. Hey, John, I'm giving you the same score as the movie. <laughs> oh, Number one, buddy. Boys, boys, boys. Two. Two. Two we're out of fighting ten. already, guys. Okay. Sorry. Well, let's, if we're going to fight, oh. let's at least fight about Frank and Hooker. So I've never gotten into musicals in my entire life that of just sitting down and watching it. I'm just, I'm so checked out. When somebody starts singing, I'm like, that's not how I feel about life. My life is not. Um, hey, I, I, uh, I got to go to the beach today, so I want to sing about it. I went to the beach today, and I got to go boogie boarding and got a suntan. All right, I'm, I'm invested already. That wasn't I'm bad. <laughs> Maybe I should write my own musical horror movie. I don't know. Legend has it that this was Elvis Presley's favorite horror movie, and he watched wow. it every every Christmas. Although he would have only had a chance to watch it three Christmases before he died. John's like making ver- his Elvis face. <laughs> like very much. Wow. Yeah, put on that uh, Black Christmas. Uh, it's a hunk of hunk of burn love. Oh, my God. Make me some of them fried banana peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> Call Billy for me. Like it. Thank you very much. Call Billy. Maybe that was Elvis. He called in. He did the voice of... <laughs> he really did the voice of... Wow. Oh, this is Billy. <laughs> it's about mainly her. Uh, this one chick that kind of sneaks her way in named Sam. And the uh, the mortician. That's like the reach around or the uh, wrap around story. The yep. reach around. <laughs> the reach around. <laughs> it wasn't part of the I'm gonna let him out, but I wasn't a porno. Jacqueline, uh, what about you? What were we feeling about Black Christmas 1974? Oh, it fucking fucks. <laughs> 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 yeah this is this is like a fantastic a plus fuck so yeah the podcast the number one podcast that says fuck the most times in the first five minutes <laughs> cut above 
It's such That's a good I, fuck that, that I want to marry this movie and make an honest woman out of it. It's such a good <laughs> Oh, my God. Very well done. That is a Nicely good soundbite right there. Oh, that was the best line <laughs> we of the whole podcast. We, right yeah, there. we need to soundbite that and read it. Watching this movie was like if I were out on the town and I were single and I ran into Idris Elba and he invited me back to his hotel room for a wild night of passionate sex. I would be inside my head thinking, oh my God, this is going to be the best fuck of my life. I cannot wait. I would be filled with anticipation. I would be raring to go. And then it turned out to be the most boring, uneventful, unmemorable fuck ever. So the disappointment in and of itself makes this a suck. It's an Academy award-winning fuck. Will not slap Chris rock in the face and say <laughs> my wife's mouth out of your, or my wife came <laughs> out of your mouth. And um, <laughs> it will continue to fuck. And I've seen this movie four times since we talked. Wow. About it. Damn. That is a repeat. Fuck. You cannot get enough. I cannot. John is horny for this movie. Very horny. I saw it in the theater. Did you see it in the theater, John? You did, right? I, I did not. Oh, I thought I you did. saw it on HBO Max like four times. That's fine. And I came in it so many times. It was. Oh, my God. Let's. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Welcome to the Cream Pie podcast. But hopefully by John and Richard. <laughs> OK, but to be fair, Hyderberg, you got kind of nasty when I posted a picture of those brownies. <laughs> oh, they're called slutty brownies. I mean, I'm wondering what makes them slutty. I know, but they you didn't have any nuts it. in them. How are they slutty? Did Will Smith smack it? I don't know how you have sex, Hyderberg, but I mean, if the nuts <laughs> are inside, I just I think maybe you're doing something wrong. I don't think you understand what the word nut means as well. Oh my god, we are. Well, I didn't know you're using it as a verb. We are going yeah. way. It sounded like a noun. No. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah, I just try to get the whole thing in. <laughs> You try to get the whole thing. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. You're- okay, let's move on. So how about you hit us with a spoiler warning, John? Right. We got to get it together. <laughs> Here's a spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about, is it 2021 or 2022? 2021. All right. In December, uh, it released. Okay. Uh, <laughs> about Nightmare Alley from 2021. In its entirety, if you have not seen this movie, Pause podcast, go watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. Oh my God, okay. Jacqueline just lost her shit. Look at this; she can't keep it together. She's she's trying to throw it to you there, Hyderberg. Do you have a retro? Do you have a retro? I do. As soon as you guys calm down, I'll I'll give you guys a retro. Okay. Okay. We're ready. He had a bag of tricks. He was a clown. That was the whole point. He's a clown. He's got a bag of tricks. He's got. Can a we talk of, about uh, that bag? Sure. What kind of fucking trash bag is that? That <laughs> all those metal things and sharp objects in it, and it hefty, doesn't fucking hefty, break. Hefty. That's like hefty. super hefty, bro. Like if it was yeah. a burlap sack, I would have believed it more. And right. and he pulls out a fucking mini tricycle. Where the fuck did that bike? <laughs> that was in his bag. Like this movie's dumb. Okay. That bothered me. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Seriously, I need to ramp. Maybe maybe it was double bagged. Maybe there was like maybe there was like a burlap lining inside the bag. I don't know. Had a whip with fucking scalpels on it. Like they weren't. They didn't have caps on them. Like where did he put that? No, you saw him drill holes into it to make it. I did, and that was awesome. Like watching him get prepared in the beginning was very like Freddy Krueger like like in his workshop. Like that was awesome. But then he puts it all in a fucking uh, a plastic bag, and it's like, bro, what are you doing, bro? Half that shit's gonna fall out on your fucking journey. Uh, and he gets it thrown at him so this is not heavy like a duffel bag or something that would have made more sense no but i'm laughing hydroberg because you're funny but but i I, your point is well taken and i I agree agree. that that sort of thing then he's on a bike i'm just like where the fuck did the bike come from (laughs) michael what did you think what did you think of the flashback scene oh what was the guy's name the country blumpkin guy that that died you've got to stop saying blumpkin it's bumpkin (laughs) bumpkin blumpkin is something else that i know it is are you talking about you're talking about the uh the, the flashback guy? your best no. friend just got Billy. chilled by oh, bro. turkey. That is one of my favorite parts of this movie though. That little montage of Billy and flashback. Darren being fr- like just that their friendship is odd to me because those two kind of guys would probably not be friends, right? And like the fact that they are when when Billy dies, Darren takes it so hard. And he's like, "Billy, no! No!" And then Darren's like, you're the cool kid now, bro. Uh, I think I'm going to give it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a four out of ten. Pickets. <laughs> John, did you plan on that being the the rating? Or you caught me off guard there. Make that? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, That's my awesome. God. Yes, I did. It's, I was wondering what you were going to pick. I was, too. <laughs> Okay, Hydroberg. Oh, I just sidetracked this whole show. Sorry, I know, you gotta follow that now. All right. Uh, this film is called X. <laughs> I don't know why that hit me so fucking. Yeah. Yes, it is my time to go because I was very robotic. That's why. Uh, this film is called X, and it's about making a porno. And much like the actors in that porno, this film fucks. John, can you feel how hard my cock is right now? Shit! Oh my god. Jacqueline, what about you? I'm I'm right there on the same boat with you guys. I think it fucks, but this is not a Wednesday night in the suburbs vanilla missionary style fuck. This is like <laughs> this is like a gangbang in a White Castle bathroom at like two in the morning kind of. Oh fuck. shit! So Whoa. it's Got it's dirty. It's dirty. It's rough. You're gonna like need a shower afterwards if you or yeah. tetanus uh, shot maybe a tetanus shot all kinds of all kinds of shots after this one so um if you're not down for a rough and dirty fuck like that then just you know stay home and stay you know do some missionary style in in your own bedroom but stay away from this film yeah watch gremlins or something (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) hydrobert like oh my god you guys are so fucking funny hydrobert one of my favorite moments was when you were like they're called slutty brownies. Like, <laughs> yeah. duh. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jacqueline knew what a nut is, but he's like, I didn't know you were using well, I use it, it as a verb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, you're like, are you, are you trying to stick the whole thing in? <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a mental image. I did not need but okay (laughs) i'm trying to remember the exact line jacqueline but you said you know i would fuck her and marry her and make an honest woman out of her you know yeah like 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 to me that was my 
most favorite line out of, out of this past year. It's just Aww. every time I think about it, I laugh. Like, <laughs> to, uh, tears are coming out of my eyes like now. So, so you don't like a gangbang in a White Castle bathroom? That was funny, but, but I don't know if everybody has a white castle or crystal. I should have said crystal also. I just down love here, that some of the down dirtiest... here we have crystal. Okay. Jacqueline. What, what throws... no, I just love I... that some of the dirtiest stuff on our show doesn't come out of the two males. It comes, it out, comes of... out of Jacqueline. Exactly yeah. right. You know, and saying something like that, I just went, holy fuck. And it popped <laughs> me big. Hot sex with Idris Elba. Oh, man. No, no. Picturing hot sex with Idris Elba and it just. It was the worst fuck of my life. <laughs> like, oh, well, it was a comparison to the movie. I I have no I'm... doubt that if I actually fucked Idris Elba, it would be the best <laughs> sex of my life. But it was just for the sake of comparison about anticipation, expectations mm-hmm. versus disappointment in the movie. So that's so, so all every, I was trying to say. Every time I'm not trying to, to, to. The devil like, may take you. Every time I'm not you hear, slandering Idris Elba. Every time you hear that booking.com commercial, do you like turn mm. around and go booking.com? Yeah. You know, speaking yes, I of, do. <laughs> when I was in the theater recently, um, I saw uh, uh, the trailer to the Beast. Beast. It yes. looks pretty good. It looks really good. Yeah. It looks kind of like, um, like a sort of an imitation Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah, but with a just a crazy lion. And with yet another super hot man. Yeah. So, yes, I'll take it. You're referring to Jeff Goldblum. Oh yes. Yeah. I oh, figured yes, I am. not Chris Pratt. I figured you were talking about no, uh uh-uh. uh, yeah, not attractive to me. Sorry, off topic. Have you ever seen Ghost in the Darkness? No, what's that? Okay, we're gonna cover it. Okay, was cool, it about cool. the lions? Yes, with Val Kilmer, yep, and Michael Douglas. I've heard, yeah, it's going on my list right now. <laughs> Anyway, well, thank you for all those laughs, you guys. We have so many funny moments together. And I like those were just some of our favorites. So those of you listening, I hope you enjoyed those as much as as we did and still think back fondly on um, those of you who may not have listened to all of our episodes. I hope there's something new in there for you. Go but back. go back and listen to the episodes. You can hear the context sure. of where those all came from. Sometimes we just go straight off the rails. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Good thing we got our loyal leader that keeps us in check. But, you know, sometimes I mean, I don't know how well rest. I do that. I go off the rails. You do it pretty well. I don't envy your job. That's for sure. Either. <laughs> Thank you. It's not always easy to keep. Especially when we have guest track. hosts like Steve and Leo. <laughs> I mean, it was worth going off the rails with them. So <laughs> that was worth it. I didn't even try. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we heard the inception of Reach Around. Ooh. Which we'll be talking more about later. But that was one of our moments. So. Um, fellas, would you like to talk about some of our favorites and least favorites out of the movies that we've covered this year? Sure. All right, Jacqueline, you're my, f- oh, uh, sorry. I thought Aww. we talked about those. Sorry, John. <laughs> hey, well, what, third. what were everybody's top three favorite movies that we covered this year? I'm going to say Titan. I, I, I thought Titan was like one of my favorite movies that, that I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah, I know it's not a horror movie, but Nightmare Alley was a mm. lot, a lot of fun so to good. cover. Mm-hmm. Um, good picks. Um, yes. Let's see. Uh, I would actually say Possessor. Mm. Nice. Not, not a high, high download for us, but it, it was a, a 
to me, that, that movie was fucked up. And the fact that it's baby Cronenberg, it was like, it, it was a lot of baby. Bird, yeah. He's got a new one coming out soon. I think too. He's oh, he does. Right I believe so. Yeah. Nice. We should cover. We should cover daddy Cronenberg's new one. Yeah. Crimes of the Crimes future. Of the future? I, yeah. I'm down. I've seen it once. I'll watch it again when it comes out on demand. Was yeah. It? Let's do that. All right. Let's um, definitely do that. Good choices. Right, John. That's my three. Sorry. Good. Yeah, right I love Possessor. Those. It was a good film. I feel like it didn't download as well because it's an older recording. That's not, we didn't, record it recently with our new the way we record now so like yeah it was like had we redone that recording and done a new review it would have been higher Ooh, maybe we should. i would like to think so let's do a month of like re-records re-records we can put that on the docket at some point yeah yeah the straight chilling guys do that don't they call it like redemption Redemption yeah they do sometimes i'll do poll picks where they'll pick three of movies that they Mm kind of want to re-review yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get to pick which one. Yeah, Possessor is a great film. I feel like people really need to get out and see that one. Agreed. Hydraberg, what about you? All right. So for me, my top three movies that we reviewed, um, some of this is based on just like the discussions that we've had or how well the episode like ended up being. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I mean, they're all good films, too. But Hereditary, I just thought was like I've always like that's one of my favorite films of the past 10 years. Yeah, um, me too. And just like. I just like I don't know. It was just definitely something I wanted to cover on the show. And I felt like it gives us like I don't want to say like we're not legitimate, but that's a legitimate, like really good film to talk about. You know what I mean? And I feel like we did a really good job. I felt like the the conversation was just really good um, talking about that one. And I just enjoyed it a lot. Um, Especially when I I like I re-listened to it again, you know, and it's just a it's a really one of my favorite episodes of ours. and I, I also, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I wrote a really good reach around for that one. You did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I thought the Martyrs episode that we did was really fucking good. That's a tough film to talk about. And I felt like we really gave the film a decent uh, shake, you know, and like we really delved into as much as we could of, of the, you know, there's a lot of philosophical stuff to talk about with that film. Right. Um, you know, there's gore, there's, you know, there's the obvious stuff, but there's so much more to that film. There's layers on that film that, you know, it's it's begs to be discussed and i thought we did a pretty good job on that and i thought like these those kind of reviews i feel like show our maturity as a as a uh, show you know over the over the year yeah i thought there was a lot there was a lot of sensitive subjects in that yeah we we didn't poke fun at it no but we didn't skirt away from any issues either you know what i mean we didn't and i just feel like for me like that those are proud moments for me as a as a podcaster on the show like when I, I look back at or I re-listen to those episodes after we air them and I'm just like, wow, yeah, wow, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I hope I hope the listeners hear the work that we're putting in because I feel I hear it and I'm just proud of us as a group, you know, our growth. Um, it follows it was just a film that I love. And I just always I, the minute we, I learned that I had a podcast, I'm like, I want to do fucking it follows at some point. And I always <laughs> want a G baby to be on that show um to have him on because me and him have shared such a love of that movie so much that i was just like he was a dead ringer for like he's coming on the fucking show and us getting him on the show inspired him to finally do his podcast which i i'm not taking credit for i just feel like that's just like holy shit like we did that you know him coming on just like kind of kicked him in the ass i I love that yeah, I thought we kind of pushed him towards that. Yeah, I love not it. necessarily like over the edge, you know. Because no, no, he was already he had the idea and everything, yeah. like you said. But yeah, I think he just maybe needed a little boost of confidence to feel like it was something that he could do and something that was attainable. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. I think maybe being on the show, like on our show, kind of 
was maybe like a little exhilarating, like, oh, I'm actually recording exactly. a, something on a podcast that's going to go out to people and gave him and a little of that, it. like adrenaline hit that he's like, oh, I want to, I want to do more of this. And guys, I, I do got to admit something is that in my previous life with the Horror Foria podcast is that we pushed Anya Gore from Horror More with Anya Gore with that podcast, pushed her into doing podcasting. So you guys should be smiling, hold your hands up high and just kind of like feel proud that you really push somebody to do what they love and talk about things that they love. You know, again, it's not an ego thing. It's, it's just that, that we're all friends and you push your friend into doing something that, that they love and maybe they're uncomfortable with, but like, just like that self gratification of like mm-hmm. being a part of this really pushed them into doing what they want to do. So, I mean, you, you guys should feel really proud. I'm proud. And John, you pushed me into being on this show, right? In well, a good way, like you. No, you again, came. you reached yeah. out to Jacqueline. I reached out to you. You reached out to Jacqueline. We all came together. You know, it's like pushing ourselves. You know, feel proud about that. Be mm-hmm. be happy about that. Well, Absolutely. when that happened, I had just appeared on Michael at Horapocalypse's right. podcast, and I had just done an episode for that, and that was kind of like my little taste. That I was like, mm. oh, this is like a fun thing. And of course, I was terrible, but it was like it was like, oh. I, this is like a fun thing to do. And then shortly after Hyderberg reached out to me, it's like, Hey, John's putting together a new show. And so it was like that little, it was like that little first taste, like a little catnip that you're like, Ooh, I want more of this, right. you know? So know. that was my caveat too. I was like, I- I'll, I want to do the show with you, John, but I really think we need to have Jacqueline on. Well, we, we knew, we yeah. knew from the very beginning, she was going to be our host because you are such yeah. a strong voice. Uh, our friend, Nicole, like it speaks, highly of you and we we feel highly it's like you're our mom our second (laughs) you're a huge contributor to the slack like everybody looks up to you and then comes to you for advice and you keep us in line you know with the podcast so Jacqueline speaking of which what were your three favorite shows well, first of all, I'm like a little verklempt here with all oh look she's getting emotional talks amongst yourselves I'm verklempt we, we mean it. I, we, it, it no, j- j- all joking aside, Jacqueline, you are a wonderful host. You are the perfect host for this show. You keep us in line and uh, we couldn't do it without you. So you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys, for all those nice things. I, I don't feel like I'm the host. I just feel like we all three of us share everything equally. I feel like we're all just co-hosts. No, um, just keep but, us in line. That's all. but John, I appreciate you like giving me the opportunity to be on the show. Hydraberg, I so appreciate you reaching out to me and suggesting me as an addition to the show. One might say I, mean, I reached around to you. Yeah, one might say that. <laughs> uh, but it's, I mean, this has just been such an unexpectedly fulfilling experience for me. And honestly, like one of the most important components of my life. And I didn't expect it to be that. I thought it was just a fun thing, but it's really um, super rewarding. And I, I feel like I would be devastated if we stopped doing it so i appreciate you guys so much i love you i look forward to this every week it's it's a really important thing in my life so thank you we love you jacqueline i love you guys i love you both my top three movies that we reviewed this year i i (laughs) leaned towards movies that i had not seen before otherwise i would just automatically be like blair witch hereditary uh black christmas and be done um because those are just some of my ultimate all-time favorite horror movies. But movies that like I, I saw for the first time that just really took me by surprise or delighted me or made me think for a long time, I would say Possessor. Yeah. 
um, just really got in my head. And I was like, there was like just so much to chew on with it. And it stayed with me for a long time. And I wanted to watch it again and again. And it was just really creative and super well executed. I loved it. So Possessor, um, Terrifier was on my top three. (laughs) But like, let me just say, I'm talking about personal favorites. I recognize that it's not like the best film that we watched this year. It didn't get like the highest, it it didn't get the highest rating, but it just, it was something unexpected and it was really a fun ride. And it introduced this character, Art the Clown that I, that I love. And I, I think was like instantly iconic. So I'm really looking forward to whatever happens in this franchise. I recognize that it's not like the best movie, but I personally loved it. And then my last choice would be Martyrs. Technically, I had seen that before, like 10 years ago, but um, I just, I really didn't remember it. I don't know why, but it was like seeing it for the first time. And that movie, I got to tell you guys, that stayed with me for weeks. I kept thinking about, I feel like it really got under my skin. (laughs) Um, Mm. No pun intended, but it it was just, (laughs) it it was just really an an unforgettable experience and like you said Hyderberg, the discussion that we had around it was really something so those are my top three terrifier possessor and martyrs and martyrs too what's up john no i was just saying is that we when we deal with movies that have that sensitive subject we actually are very you know reverent about it we don't necessarily like poke fun or whatever and we have fun with each other but i mean it's just like i I love the way we handle some of these movies yeah we respect the subject sure yeah so I just um, want to say it, for me, exactly. Martyrs was one that like I had seen also. Mm-hmm. And I, I cursed John for making us watch it again because it was one of those films where like, all right, I'm done. I watched it. It was an experience. I don't really want to go through that that ride again. Right. You know, because it's a heavy film. But I am glad that we did because I got to look at it in a different light. I got to critique it and also like analyze it a little bit more. And I got more out of it as well, because it is a film that kind of does at least deserve a second viewing if not more if you're into it if you can stomach it sure yeah it has a lot to say that film and uh i think it lent to a really good episode Agreed. And we get complimented a lot on that episode by the way yeah yeah which i appreciate because again yeah. that's like that's not easy from a listener standpoint either like you have to be in a certain <laughs> headspace to watch that movie and to think about that movie and to like listen to other people talk about it so um i appreciate anybody who appreciates that episode you guys want to pick some of your least favorite movies from the year? Oh, easy. Sure. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Well, I'm going to start off with uh, Hydroberg's pick. I apologize, buddy. And I again, I, I love you. I, I do. I think you're a wonderful, wonderful individual. But like making us watch Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving week, man. Dude, <laughs> there are better Thanksgiving movies, even if it wasn't a thing to cover one this year. Yes, we are. And it's even better. <laughs> uh, but, you so, know, we got to cover the good and the bad. And sometimes the best episodes come from the worst movies. Agreed. Yeah, you take the good, you take the bad, take them both. And there you have facts the of facts life. of life. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody starts singing that, please. Uh, I get food. I, you know, it's like. I hate to say this. I, 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 I kind of want to reverse what I felt about Frankenhooker, but like. At the time, it was just 
Maybe I was in a bad headspace. I don't. There were boobs in the movie. Too I much nudity. Well, yeah, we know why you didn't like it, John. Probably, but but, but again, I think dirty. I not. I think it. I think I knocked it too much. But it was just one of those ones that I was just wasn't feeling as much. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Understandable. I kind of like the fact that you didn't like it as much because I I like that me and Jacqueline did. I was very surprised on Jacqueline's take on that film too, right. and I like that I found that Jacqueline does like those schlocky films mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a good bit and i the hen and lotter films and I, I i enjoyed that i thought it was great fun yeah but mm-hmm. i get i get it like it's not like it's not a great film it's, it's not a great film and it's certainly right. not for everybody so i like hey we're all entitled to our own opinions around here well no i think i think that's what it was though is it just maybe a bad headspace or maybe i just was having a shitty day i don't know what it was um, yeah that's okay I don't know. So you're giving it a seven out of out of ten pumped up pimps now, or <laughs> probably. You have one more pick for your least favorite movie that we've re- that we've reviewed. Oh, my last favorite would be um, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> oh my god, oh, is that bad? You're putting it with Thanksgiving. I noticed none of those picks are your own, John. <laughs> I didn't pick any bad movies. Um. <laughs> Mom, hold on, hold on, hold on. I beg to differ. Oh, okay, fine. Jacqueline, go. What, what are your least favorite movies? <laughs> All right, I will. Uh, the Furies. That was mine. Okay. That's Texas fun. Chainsaw Massacre 22. That was John's. That was mine. Yeah. Yes, that was yours. And May the Devil Take You. That was mine. That was mine. That was the one where I expected Idris Elba level fucking, and I got just bad, bad, bad. Because yeah, we're Team Timo over here. We are Team Timo, so that's why I had such high expectations. But it did not fuck. It, it did, did not. not fuck. So one pick from each of us. I think that's very equitable. Sure. <laughs> one of John's picks, one of Hyderberg's picks, and one of my picks. I might have the same. Okay. Okay. Actually, two of my picks are yours, Jacqueline. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, mine is uh, number one is May the Devil Take You. I know I can't was, I can't argue that was that just bad. Was <laughs> so bad. Fucking uh, Timo. Regardless, like we said, I still love getting together and talking to you guys about these films. So that makes the film a little bit better. I will always mm-hmm. look back on some of these films that I don't like as much because I remember the experience of talking them, you know, talking about them with you guys. So that's mm-hmm. always cool now. Uh, thanks, Killing. I'm sorry, guys. And Michael, I'm sorry. You had to come on. That was your first episode. Uh, but nobody told you to watch that film four fucking times, Mike. Like, <laughs> Christ fucking sake. He watched it like twice that week just to come on the show. You didn't need to take extensive notes like that. No, for that film. you that did not. You, I blame you, Michael. Yeah, Michael. That's on you, bro. It's your own fault. You're a Thank you for coming on. But oh, man, dude. he's never going to come on again. Dude, yeah. dude, you didn't because I'll make him. I will guilt no. him. Into it. Oh, wow. And Silent Night. I'm sorry. I just didn't. Oh, my God. I wanted to like that film more. That film had, I, I will admit, that film had a lot of potential. But nobody puts avocado on the fucking burger, right, John? Like, am I, am I wrong? <laughs> I didn't hear you at all. So, oh, he's just blocking. Wasn't that, that the joke? The avocado on yeah, the burger? Yeah, he's, he's blocking you out, Hydra I like avocado on my burger. I mean, I'm a like, go to for it. It's not like the, the best topping that I would think. Now of you're putting burger. hummus on the burger. Oh, okay, but here's the, here's the problem was. The acting was so good. I loved Malcolm. I love Malcolm McDowell, but the way he delivered the line yeah. was so bad. Yeah. It was just like he was a good actor that was kind of what's avocado on a burger. It was the writing. <laughs> the writing was not very good in that film. No, not at all. So I actually find it kind of enjoyable to pick shit that I know you guys are gonna hate. 
and just like make you watch it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have looked at the spreadsheet lately. We don't need to name names, but I have I've chosen some bad films for so, you. <laughs> I would like to say that also on that note, though, Jacqueline, uh, the films that you do pick, a lot of those films are films that AI may have not seen or things that you're making us like. I don't know. Like we watched uh, the Brazilian film. Um, what was it? Um, uh, Coffin Joe. Coffin Joe, which was not yeah. a film I would probably ever watch on my own. I'm looking in at fact, the spreadsheet right now. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, like. I love that movie. That actually yeah. was dope. I enjoyed what happened to Baby Jane. That is another film that I may have Thank not you. watched. And that film, actually, a lot of people that uh, listened to that episode enjoyed that that episode as well as that film because like like you, there are several people out there that like that is a gem to them or a hidden gem mm-hmm. that a lot of people, maybe they don't know people that enjoy it as much either. So mm-hmm. to have a podcast talk about it, I think uh, resonates with them. And I thought that film was pretty good. Like the the performances were great. Like So Jacqueline's got two picks for August. Yeah. Really, Jacqueline? <laughs> yeah, well, I already, I spoke to Steven, by the way, on you guys plotting. Oh. Yeah. You weren't I, supposed to know about that. Well, I mentioned to him about a film that he should come on for. And then he was like, oh, Jack I've already had that conversation. Us. with." Yes, I did not know that. He's like, it's funny that you ask. I'm like, I only ask because we've also talked about it as well. Right. And then there was the other film that's coming up sooner because I was like, oh, I'd love to have you guys on sooner than that. And then I realized on the spreadsheet, I'm like, wait a minute, you guys are coming on sooner. And then I, I watched the trailer to said film and that film looks <laughs> awful. I think it looks great. Oh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about with that film. John's going to love it. Let's just say all you listeners have a lot to look forward to. What the actual fuck? <laughs> John, have you seen the trailer? To, it's I don't know. I don't want to give away the film. Oh, I mean, the John, you should be looking. Third one. Should... First one. First one. No, yeah, I have. <laughs> I'm aware of the next one coming up in the fall or whatever. But oh, the next the what? What? The one in August is the, the first one coming up with yes. Stephen Leo. Yeah, I'm just excited to have those boys on again. Me too. So. Me too. Me too. I just don't want to have them on for shitty films all the time. Yeah, but that that's all we pick, like for the entire month of August. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm looking at shitty. What, I I disagree. There's there are multiple non shitty films scheduled for August. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me look at the spreadsheet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're all looking right now. This is not coming out, by the way. <clears throat> no, this is not fun. coming. Oh, you're not going to cut this? Oh, wow. no, 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 no. August is good. We got a couple good ones here. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but yeah. looking ahead I like through Jacqueline's September. Pick. I have not and... seen that yet. The first one. Yeah. Me my either. last pick is a is a good film, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the film that I picked um, for the second week of August May not be like the best reviewed film ever, but man, is it a fun film to watch. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacqueline likes my pick of October. Let me see. October. Yes, I do. I actually <laughs> love that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. October is right. going to be a banger, bro. It is uh, going to be a banger. So we talked about bad and yes. good. All um, right. Let's throw this to Hyderberg because we came up with this thing. I, I think maybe our third episode that we pre-recorded of a, a probably everybody's favorite uh, feature, right, Jacqueline? Yes, but it's the first episode what, we ever news? recorded. Was nope, it? Not the news. It was the first episode we ever recorded. Okay. This was right from the beginning. It didn't have a name yet. 
it didn't have a name but you but the the origin of where yeah. it came from started with the first episode and you guys heard it in the in the best of clips yeah so when we covered mortuary collection it's a um uh, what's it called anthology film a wrap which only has a wraparound segment which brand you know brings together the smaller stories and it's the main it's the it's the story that they cut to every after every short story right um and i accidentally called it a reach around instead of a wraparound <laughs> and that just cracked us a up. good joke and then in the slack people were like you know you guys had given me the job of doing like a sub john had given me the job of doing like a summary or a synopsis for the film and the, it wasn't a rhyming thing at the time it was just me coming up with my own take of like a synopsis um and then people in the Slack were like, oh, yeah, you should name that segment uh, the reach around or whatever. Yeah. And then we came up with the Hydrabergs reach around plot summary or plot synopsis. You know, we had not nailed it down to summary. And thus and it then, was born. Yes. And then uh, our Zombievers episode, I had <laughs> one that you guys will hear later um, that had a little bit of a rhyme to it. And that got a really good chuckle. And I kind of dug the, the rhyming part of it. And I had done some things with rhyming in the past on my own, just like writing and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll start doing that again. And that just became like my thing now. It's like I just write a rhyming as much as mm -hmm. I can make it rhyme, a, a poem or, you know. So here's a trivia fact. The first Hyderberg reach around plot summary that was all rhyming was from Repo, the genetic opera. Oh. That was wow. the first all rhyming I, 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 I don't even know that. Yes. I listened to every reach around. That's so that, fun. that you've ever done. <laughs> I like to listen. Because yeah. I like to sing like, like about my life. Oh, my God. John, that was another of my favorite ones. That was a good little song you made up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Hydraberg, I think it's safe to say that your reach around plot summaries are the most beloved segment of this show. And you could probably just do episodes of reach arounds and people would probably be happy. Um, so I understand that you have written a reach around for today's show. Is that right? I have. I wrote a, I wrote a reach around in honor of our anniversary because I'm romantic. He's Aww. all emotional. Look at him. <clears throat> He's got tears in his eyes. Putting in eye drops, John, so I can see my phone a little bit better. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're getting emotional. I thought you liked this. Yeah, they're, they're manufactured tears. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Oh, but yes, I did reach you guys. I wrote you guys a reach around. Sweet. For a year anniversary. You ready? I'm ready. 52 times throughout the year, we've met over Zoom to discuss our fear and things that really freak us out week in and week out. I've met with these folks to talk about the things that make us scream and shout. John with his fear of all things nudity. Jacqueline will cringe when one of us says boobies. I have my issues with resilient trash bags, but a year's worth of episodes is cause enough to brag. We have watched the good and the bad when it comes to horror flicks. Each week we take turns on which one to pick. If one of us picks Serbian film, I'm calling in sick. When we first started, the show was a little wonky. Since then, we have honed our craft like director Rob Zombie. OK, OK, I know better not to push my luck. I hope this reach around fucks, not sucks. So iTunes us in and show some love because my co-hosts are a cut above. Aww. Oh, man, that, that one totally awesome. fucked. That totally fucked. That, that did totally awesome fuck. And you even mentioned Rob Zombie. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Oh, would that you was like awesome, Hydraberg. Hydraberg. I love you guys. Would you, I love, I love you. you. I love you, Jacqueline Hydraberg. Would you like to introduce the best of 
the Hydraberg retrial plot synopsis? Who, me or, or Hydraberg? Hydraberg. Hydraberg, it's you your segment, the man. best of, in our opinion, the best reach arounds throughout the year. Top 10 or is it top nine? I don't know how many it was. I think it was, think like it was around 10. 10 Who or cares? 12, They're funny. Yeah. Listen to them. Get ready for the best reach arounds of your life. Oh, yeah. And change your change your draws after you're done with this one because it, <laughs> it's going to be a wet one. A film that is a beautiful metaphor for environmental <laughs> preservation and the waste and logging industry's roles in the destruction of the natural habitat of the American beaver. The mark man leaves in his wake as he displaces these graceful, majestic creatures, forcing <laughs> them to strike back with the same toxic waste that was dumped on them. In a twisted morality tale of buck teeth, limb chomping, beaver stomping, boobs popping, blood and gore <laughs> with blood red shores, because these bloody beavers sure are eager. So grab your wood and hold it tight, because all it takes is just one bite. Hydroperk. <laughs> Jeffrey's lost his one true love to a lawnmower bathed in blood. Body parts went missing, yes, so Franklin could complete his test. To resurrect the one he lost, steps were taken at great cost. More parts were needed to complete, so Franklin seeks the ladies of the streets. Deal's gone wrong with a pimp named Zorro, but Supercrack will kill that sorrow. Just be mindful of hot flashes. Crows go off like firecrackers. This love story here will jolt your vaults. A, a terrifying tale of sluts and bolts. <laughs> Hi, you did not fail you did not fail us will you grace us with a reach around plot synopsis right. <laughs> this, um, i feel like performance anxiety because andy's here he's watching me so I feel he is he, he's uh, watching you like a hawk plus i only right have now. two hands there's three of you guys now so i don't know how to give a three person reach around but i'll try andy's yeah, my just notes a in front of the zoom so so don't worry yeah. i can't even see you, you, you use right, a watch. foot use a foot Ready? With okay, minions little brown and low to the ground, a tall man roams this little town. To other dimensions, he'll drag you down. Can't kill this man with bullets, no. You'll fight this man blow for blow. Cut him and you'll see him glow. His interdimensional reign must come to pass. Leave Reggie, Jody, and Mike to kick his ass with barracudas and quad sawed-off shotties. Kill him even if he looks like a hottie. Escape <laughs> this man's maze of death and fight for yours with every breath. A dreamlike state that feels so real because this tall man's got balls of steel that suck your soul of all its joy. You'll know you're done when he calls you boy. Oh my God. That and I know awesome. that the sort of quad shoddy is Come on, the second movie, but I needed it for my rhyme. At first glance, it's a normal town where nothing strange ever goes down till a group of filmmakers come to make a doc about a curse of a witch, which seems like a crock. Believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Because on your third night, you'll hear the pitter-patter of children's feet outside your tent. We have to get back. This camera was lent with stone formations and figures of sticks. By the time you see those, you're in for some shit. Escape these woods at any cost. The map's in the creek and fuck it, we're lost. You're being hunted by the Blair Witch. So keep heading east as a last ditch. It's too late because now you're in trouble. Tears stream down your face. Your nose starts to bubble. Bloody handprints fill this house. Now stare at the wall and face to the south. All three of them dead with screams heard from her mouth. Oh, beautifully oh done. Well done. Heidelberg, well that was that was poetic, but also it gave me the chills. It gave me the chills. Yeah. Gather round, because there's a new slasher in town. He goes by the name of Art the Clown. He'll cut that frown and piece it upside down. On your head, clown shoes smashed until you're dead. Call, better call the cops. Cat lady tried and lost both her tops. A bloodbath so large you'll need 30 mops. 
Rusty hacksaws cutting through your guts. Dawn was a slut and didn't make the cut. A movie so divisive it might it may leave you split. Art posing naked wearing cat lady's tits. Love blood and gore, then this is a hit. Even if the plot has taken a shit. Art is a clown that kills just for fun. Holy shit, a slasher that uses a gun. Now settle in for All Hallows' Eve. Let's watch what terrors Art has up his sleeve. Try as you might, you can't freaking leave. By the end of the night, there will be one survivor, forever scarred by the terrifier. <laughs> that was bullseye perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to do the uh, uh, reach around plot like right after the spoiler because that had a lot of spoilers in it. Eloise Turner was a young learner, uncovered a crime, they call it a murder, of a young lady who wanted fortune and fame, but unsavory men made her play the game. She's got talent and she's got class. To men like this, she's just some ass. Till a young woman in fashion class has waking dreams she wished would pass. Her nightmare state, it comes on fast. The ghostly state of victims past. They speak to her beyond the dead and fill her head with awful dread. So facts and clues she tries to find while others think she's lost her mind. As she tries to solve this case, she unravels a tale of tangled fates. Haunted by these faceless men, her visions seem to never end. As flames and smoke fill the house, Eloise is no longer a mouse. She's grown into a badass mofo and survived her last night in Soho. <laughs> that oh, was the God. perfect rhyming couplet at the end. The table is set with all the fixins. This bird is foul, but not a chicken. Bathed in blood, it's finger licking. This turkey kills you easy pickings. Necromancy cursed this bird. Its sole purpose to thin the herd of colonizers that heard the words. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. A foul-tongued bird with the mouth of a trucker. He'll bend you over and then he'll stuff you. You can't escape this feathered fucker. A film stuffed full of awful schlock. Tropes such as nerd, slut, and jock. Jingle bells, this movie will not rock. That is a holiday meant for giving. And this movie here is called Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love it. I love the rhyming of schlock and jock. That was just masterful. Don't overhype it. Yeah, Please. no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, this better be amazing. Yeah. Girl. Right. All right. This film digs through the ditches and burns through the witches with dialogue that leaves you in stitches. The fireflies <laughs> are some real son of a bitches. Don't forget to grab you some chicken covered in blood and its finger licking. On your way to see Dr. Satan, a gruesome death should be contemplated. This film's theatrics will leave you, this family's theatrics will leave you concentrated. Sadistic fucks, they use their victims as toys and create ungodly sights a la Fishboy. The mayhem and carnage bring them such joy. But this film was a slog, boy oh boy. The first entry into what's known as a trilogy. I wrote an entire review for this shit. Now please somebody kill me. (laughs) (laughs) The reel is rolling. The film begins to crackle. A family tied down with makeshift shackles. A video recorder rolling on their desks. Captured on celluloid are their last breaths. A child left behind to service Bagul. A writer consumed with fame makes decisions like a fool. His family now in jeopardy once he's seen its face. A pagan demon from long ago wants to take his place. Moving into that home sealed his family's fate. He moved them out, but by then it was too late. He thought they were sound and safe. He got a little boozy. Sip after sip. He felt a little woozy. Now he's got his fame, a star in his own home movie. Ooh. Damn, that was so Very good. That nice. was so clever. Yeah, it was. These are just getting better and better. I'm not even kidding when I say that we should like self-publish a book of these. 
just collect, collect It'll all of them. will be on the them. Patreon. The table is set and breakfast is served. A family full of joy they don't deserve. Surely this joy, it could not last. Interrupted by a shotgun blast. It's all out slaughter from son to daughter. For the past their parents harbor. Our girl Lucy, the one survivor. Haunted by her guilted stalker. Her suffering, it doesn't end. She took her life beside her friend. Anna's will, it doesn't bend. A mind that's able to transcend. This house she finds, she must transcend, uh, descend. Its heinous secrets never end. By the end of the film, she's come undone. We see the person she's now become. To this cult, she's now the one. She endured it all without even shouting. Can you imagine what there is after death? We'll keep doubting. Wow. That was actually like... Perfect. I love that. I yeah, I stumbled on one part, but that, that was uh, a yeah, it's pretty good. A shy girl without many friends works at a vet stitching up animals back together again. Try as she might, she can't seem to mingle. She's very weird, so remains very single. But that doesn't stop her from dreaming of love, admiring a man for his hands like their gloves. A doll encased the box is her Aphrodite with cracks in the glass representing her psyche. She learned early on it's hard to make friends, yet easier to put them back together again. With thimble on thumb, she begins to go numb and seek out her whims by searching for limbs to build her best friend or try as she may. Her victim's not aware, her pension to slay. Their new best friend, it's going to be May. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Do you have a, I know you're like naked over there, but can you handle a reach around plot summary? I am not naked. (laughs) That was just a joke. Listen, he's not naked. (laughs) And yes, I do have a reach around ready. A family that is consumed by nothing but grief. Meet a cultist named Joan with tricks up her sleeve. In service to her queen, Annie's own mother. Her eyes on the prize, she wants Charlie's brother. A new body for an old pagan god. Charlie was its host, now that's why she's odd. With a mouthful of cake, she suffers to swallow. Peter tries to assure her, his words come out hollow. Her allergy to nuts has taken its toll. She loses her head when smashed by a pole. Peter, he panics and shits in his pants. Now Charlie is headless and covered in ants. Now Annie can't seem to forgive his disgrace. All that he craves is his mother's embrace. But she can't stand to look at the face on his face. So now we have a family who's filled with much strife. A loyal husband who just loves his wife. And now is the perfect time for a cultist to strike. Their plans have now come to fruition and summon their god king, an old ancient demon. He's taken the form that of a daemon. Now bow down to your king and all hail payment. Amazing. That was I, that's my, one of your best ones. That was my time. most favorite one ever. I, I freaking loved it. That was one of the best ones ever. I like just awesome. Thank you. Step right up, step right up. Stanton Carlisle was on the come up. A grifter on the move, perfecting his technique. Stumbled upon a carnival and their geek. He caught the poor soul when he got away. So Clem and the Carnies accept him into the fray. He learns what he can in a small time, but has eyes on the prize. He wants the big time. So to Pete and Zena, he begins to smooth, does away with poor Pete, a confusion over booze. Now he's got his own act because of this folly. He hits the road with the show and his girl Molly. But their love had faded. It lost its glow because Stanley wants to add a spook to the show. His pride and hubris, they do him in. Fell for a shrink who causes him to spin. Out of control, he can't hope to win. He loses it all, including his grin. With the tarot cards on the table, he should have heard Zena speak. Maybe then he'd known not to prey on the weak. It's too late for him now. He's gone from chic to geek. Oh, shit. Well done. So good. Well done. Oh, my nice God. Nice one. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, my <laughs> God. Hydroberg. I like, I, 
these are all just amazing. But I- I'll tell you, just as a special place in my heart, it still Zombievers Zombie has Vision. not been topped. I don't know. What do you think, John? Which one's your number? I one totally favorite? agree. I, 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 I loved all of them. I mean, I think they're so creative and like, I just love the way they flow. But yeah, Zombievers is like, I get it. Like, there are other ones I think are like creative more, but the Zombievers was the first one that I got you guys with. Like, you guys were not yes. expecting it. It seemed to me it's that so you, just, you guys were laughing your ass off yeah, at, you as just, I'm delivering it. Yeah, you kind of like went around that that low hanging fruit, which is like the easiest fruit to grab, which you should. Yeah. But you didn't. <laughs> you went around it. And and it I started like, it like on a serious tone. Like yeah, exactly. Like about, so. you know, well, to me, that tone. was one of the funniest things about it was yeah. you were you were taking this extremely absurd movie, but then like the reach around was making it sound serious like an ecological warning about yeah, exactly. like destruction of Displacing nature is the beavers yeah <laughs> and then by the time you got to like the eye pop and boob stomping or whatever was going yeah. i just was i was done but i'll i'll say it was so hard i so i i took it upon myself to listen to every single reach around that you've wow. done from episode one and i was writing i was trying to find time stamps and i was writing down my list of all the best ones and I, I realized I had written down literally like 35 of them. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. I, we can't do that. I mean, they were all that good. Thank I mean, there w- there's not a bad one in the bunch. But they were all that good. But I'm like, 35, that's just, that's too much. Like, so my, my initial goal was to pick the five best. But I was like, there's no way I can we'll narrow it down to five. Patreon. What's that? When we have the Patreon. We'll, yeah. Here you can get. Yes. My, you can get all all 35 yeah. or no, all 52 by, by, but no by that time it'll be like all 100 exactly mm-hmm. exactly so i think i think the final count was what like 10 or 12 in there but yeah. that was that was that was the most i could i could not bring myself to take out any actually i can count because i put them all together Let's you see. did i'm proud of you john Two, that you can count four five seven <laughs> eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen we had 13 13 okay well that's appropriate ah, that's a good number yeah, uh, I just I couldn't bring myself to cut out another one. I couldn't kill any more darlings. So, all right. Yeah, but and John, let me just say thank you so much for putting in all the work to like yeah piece all of those segments together and make like put all those clips together for these. You did a great these, job. These clip reels. Thank you guys. You guys don't uh, like the word melange. Jacqueline, thank <laughs> you. For, I love the word melange. Makes me hungry. We're not we're not done yet though because we have a lot of friends at the show. We do. Yes, we do. Jacqueline? Yes. So some of our good, good friends who have their own podcasts, I believe all of them have appeared as guest hosts on on our show, have been so kind as to uh, call in and give us some good wishes and some support uh, for on this occasion of our first anniversary. We love all of them. They're all very dear friends to us. And I hope that we will continue to collaborate with all of them in the future, but they've left us some very nice voicemails, which I believe John has pieced together for us now. Leo, are you are you calling the right number? Uh, it's the one they had on the website. It's the one they're advertising. I'm, yeah, they told us this was a call-in show. Yeah, do you think they're blocking us? Those motherfuckers are blocking us. God damn it. Again. You would think that of the hundreds of times that we call them, like all the time. I mean, that can't be annoying, right? We're it's, not that it's bad. Like one in the morning. The people are home at one in the morning. You think they'd just be ready to answer the fucking call. And we're fun. We're, we're fun. fun. We're fun people. Listen, if they're not going to pick up the phone, at least we should tell them what we were gifting them with. 
That's true. A lot of people ask, what is it like to do a podcast? What is it like to be in the room together? Da, 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 da. You guys know we edit our show and we've told you yep, that yep. we have a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor. Yeah. So now you're going to get to experience some of that cutting room footage just for you for your special day. Hey, Leo. Yes, hi. Hello. Our friends over at Cut Above reached out to me the other day and asked us if we would give them a five-star review on Apple. That's direct. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, we could. We could do that. Fuck no. No? We, oh, no. right. Well, fuck good. No. He's, I don't have to work. Four stars. Yeah. Oh, Four star review. Mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we can't have them actually matching us where we're at. That is a good point. Yeah. Keep our competition one step under. Okay, so what do we want to write? First of all, I think we should write the entire review and only mention two of them. That's funny. <laughs> actually, I really like that. Only mention Jacqueline and John. Wait, no, uh, Leo, I have an idea. Write, don't call it a cut above, call it a cuck above. And ooh, <laughs> yes, yes, actually. We should, how about this? How about we write them a review? We'll give it five stars, and then we will just put all of our own information in there. That's so, a solid idea. So we'll just do a cut above is amazing. Leo and Steve do a great show where they talk about horror movies and break them down and then put our website in there. And then just like transition out of it. Just be That's like it. spoils of horror and just go on and on and on about our stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should also write opinions for them that they would find abhorrent. <laughs> John loves every bit of nudity he can find in these movies. Jacqueline is a huge fan of Jason Goes to Hell, and Hyderberg can't get enough of Terrifier. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. This is going to go very well. Five stars. Highly recommend. Or delete all of it. Just put a cock above is great. <laughs> Not a cock above. above is great. Yeah. Okay. And just leave it blank. <laughs> just put the title. A cock above is great. A cup, of, a, cu- a cup above. A cup I don't know above. what that. That's their brewing company. <laughs> <laughs> Two podcasters in a cup. That's it. <laughs> oh, so dirty. A cut above is great. And then just describe something totally different. Describe like how to redo your furniture. Hand me that National Geographic. I'll just transcribe one of the articles. <laughs> like- <laughs> Global warming is a major problem. Let's use it as a platform for some unrelated thing entirely. uh, Join Truth Social, Trump 2022. A cut above is fantastic. Yeah, right. Let's ascribe political views to them that they don't have. This is going to be the best review ever. P.S. The Happening is our favorite movie ever. <laughs> we give The Happening 10 out of 10 hoo-hahs. <laughs> Sent. Uh, that's it. It's online now. You can never take it back because the internet is a beautiful place. I think they will probably take our show and throw it in the hoo-ha. Can, yeah, can you imagine the review they're going to write us in response? <laughs> One star for spoils above. Stephen and Leek gonna fuck themselves up their ugly fucking asses. Worth it. The thing that makes this 
an amazing review, of course, is the satire involved. I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times about how fucking amazing these guys are and and how dangerous they are to us being so good that they're probably going to kick our ass in all of the everything that is podcast. Yeah, they're our number one enemies. No, <laughs> no all, all joking aside, we are huge fans of A Cut Above, not just for the fact that they produce great material. And no joke, you and I listen every week. Sincerely. And it's worth a listen. They're intelligent. They're funny. They have great chemistry together. I even listen to the episodes when I haven't seen the movie, mm-hmm. which then Hyderberg gives me shit about. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> I don't care about spoilers, and I really like listening to the show. But you're right. The three of them are so funny and so talented and so interesting. They have been so good and kind and neighborly to us. Which I can't thank them enough for. And one year of doing it, which is not anything to fucking sneeze at. These guys have been cranking out amazing work for a whole year. You and I have been doing this now since October. There are other shows that started at the same time in us that have left or become just incredibly inconsistent. They're on every single week, making it happen. Around their lives, around their families, around their other schedules. Putting out great work for everyone to enjoy. I can't wrap my head around how amazing that is. If any of you have not caught some of their old episodes, I cannot recommend enough. Their Titan episode, that was one of my favorite. Their Martyrs episode was one of my favorite. They just did a killer one on Nightmare Alley, which then they found out that's not a horror movie, (laughs) but that made it even funnier. (laughs) And see, they own their mistakes. You got to love that too. They're a phenomenal show. There's no bad episodes. From Spoils of Horror, we look forward to seeing your show next year. Bye. Listening to 106.9 The Cooter with your host, G Baby. Uh, hey guys, it's uh, Jim, G Baby, G String, G Funk Era. Uh, just calling in to wish you guys uh, or congratulations on uh, your first year anniversary of uh, A Cut Above uh, Horror Review. Um, I said it from the beginning, you guys sounded like from the first few episodes, you sounded like an epic a podcast that had already had a hundred episodes under their belt, you know, and just like really hit the ground running. Um, I'm sure no small part to, to John's experience, uh, that he brings and he's really shepherded, um, Jacqueline and Hyderberg along and, and all three of you, you have great analysis and, and, uh, have a good time, uh, covering horror and it, it's, it's fun to tune in. And, and I actually got to be a part of it on, uh, the, it follows episode, which was super awesome. And it really, I had been procrastinating a couple years trying to get my own podcast off the ground and, uh, being on the show and like seeing how much fun it can be. And it really got my juice going the juice going and and kick me in the ass to like just do it and um so i definitely owe you guys a lot for um that experience and uh i really look forward to to more episodes many more episodes in the future and uh keep up the great work uh i think you guys just hit episode 50 51 so yeah you guys are going strong and uh just love what what you guys are doing so uh take care crew and rob zombie
This is Nicole from the Light and Shadow Horror Podcast, and I want to wish a cut above my spooky friends a very happy one-year anniversary. It is truly a milestone. Um, I know firsthand how hard it is to show up every week and do this, and uh, you guys have really come out strong and created a great show. It's been really fun to follow your journey and to uh, just hear you guys' relationship develop, and it's been a blast being a listener. I want to thank you so much for uh, being so gracious to have me on as a guest. It's always fun to talk about horror with other horror nerds and other horror family. I'm really happy that you guys are a part of our weird little community. And um, John and Hyderberg, I have to commend you on being so wise as to have a woman in horror on your podcast because, uh, of course, that is near and dear to my heart and you couldn't have found a better, stronger, cooler woman in horror than Jacqueline. So um, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. I know there are great things to come for you all. I wish you all the best and until next time, stay spooky. Hey guys, this is Michael from Horror Apocalypse. I just wanted to take a moment and reach out to you and congratulate you on your anniversary. I think this is a uh, massive feat. I'm really proud of you guys. I'm really excited uh, for everything that A Cut Above is is doing. And um, you guys are just so entertaining. I love listening to you. Um, I had a great time when I was on the show. I'll tell you that. I, I do need to find out something, though. I do need to find out whose idea it was to actually have me watch Thanks Killing again to be on the show. Whoever you were, I'm going to make your ass pay. <laughs> but anyway, guys, in all seriousness, congratulations on everything that you're doing. Um, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm really excited to have been a part of it, and I can't wait to be on your show again. Um, it has been fantastic. And... Uh, I can't congratulate you enough and <laughs> just, you know, tell you guys, keep up the great work and I look forward to every episode. Have a great one. Oh, what up nerds and a mighty big congratulations to the three of you, Hydraberg, Jacqueline, John, you guys have made it a full year uh, with a cut above horror review. That is a massive accomplishment. Haven't even missed a single week. I love to see it. I love the work you guys are putting in, and I feel like the show gets better and better with each passing week. I can't wait to see what you guys are doing in the future. And um, thanks so much for just uh, putting out quality content, but even more than that, just engaging in our little uh, corner of the horror community and uh, enriching it uh, with each and every interaction you guys have. Um, thanks for uh, just investing in those friendships, and um, yeah. Uh, congratulations, guys. Happy anniversary. Uh, cheers to a cut above horror review. Everybody raise their glass. You guys take care. Oh, my gosh. I just don't <laughs> even know where to begin with all of these. I'm so like these were there. Oh, my gosh. So first I've of all, to all of these several times before we've even done this show. <laughs> me, too. So I have to start with Stephen and Leo. Okay. I like I listened to this message like <laughs> at least 10 times yeah. and it made me laugh my ass off every it's single so time. 
It was so long though. Those motherfuckers are like, like I know. They called us a cuck above. What the <laughs> I love, I love it. They call, they fucking. He told me, Stephen's like, I we kind of roasted you guys. You don't mind, right? I'm like, no, I don't mind. I, I love basically, it. I don't mind because they played the kazoo at the end of our theme. Oh song, my though. god! Yeah. So did one music. of them actually play the kazoo and one of them played the ukulele? This sounded like they did I a, a little them both musical. Doing, yeah, one or the other, like together. So we're gonna have to find out if they Leo's actually probably did that. got the ukulele, like a little uh, uh, tiny Tim, you know, action going on. Yeah. <laughs> if Steven I had to guess, it would be Stephen on the kazoo and Leo yeah. on the ukulele. I don't know why that makes as sense. As long to as me, their but heart didn't explode like... on stage, spoils a horror. By the way, Stephen and Leo, we, yeah, we didn't mention that. Spoils a horror. Thank you guys so much. That was uh, that was wonderful. <laughs> um, yes, Jacqueline did not love. <laughs> Jason goes to hell. Uh no, I don't love new I love that episode though. And, and then know. Terrifier, yes, Hydraberg had some problems with it. So uh we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We we're always gonna give you the five-star review. So thank you so much. Yeah, we are not gonna we're not gonna leave terrible reviews on your on I love that I just love their build-up, how they're talking about giving us like political uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true okay i'm gonna be serious for a second don't yeah. ever put my name in the same sentence as truth social for god's yeah. sake oh my god and then it's like a uh, ps the happening is like the best film ever i was like <laughs> oh my god i almost spit my fucking juice out that day when i was listening to that i was funny <laughs> well and i also they caught they kind of accidentally that's... came up with a great idea for us maybe we should start a cup above brewing company and yeah. have like horror themed coffee Keurig. shops mm. yeah keurig like flavored coffees <laughs> Yes, this one's Hydroberg flavored. This is, this is bloody raspberry. Uh, it's like a melange of flavors. <laughs> it is a melange. Wow. <laughs> it's malignant. Oh my god! <clears throat> but yes, the effort that the they put into blend. that. I know. The effort I feel they like put in was just. It just goes was... to show, like, if you listen to their show, because that's the effort that they put into every episode as well. It is. If you guys aren't listening to Spoils of Horror, seriously. And they are. Out. Like they called us. They're our competition. And they they are. They're so good. Well, it just it blows me away that they think that we're good because I think they're so good. It's like, I don't know why they think we're so. Stop kissing so their ass. They're our competition. Who gives a fuck? They need to go down. They're going down in year two. Sorry, guys. Okay. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, we love Spoils of Horror. Go we listen really to them all the time. Hey, we stop kissing their ass. Hey, we're not. Uh, our next call was G baby. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> so like we kind of already talked about, like it warms my heart that he, first of all, that he came on the show and talked about his favorite movie. I, there's almost nothing I love more than hearing somebody talk about the things that get them really excited and really he happy. He his A game too. He did a lot of research. For he's that so great. Well, I mean, it's like you can tell that he's so passionate about that movie and really loves it and knows a lot about it and has watched it a lot. But he was such a great guest host. And um, and we kind of already talked about like how we feel like heartwarmed that then he went on to go start his own podcast shortly waxing after. He'd already kind of yeah, waxing the porpoise. Definitely listen like to that. Great, great episode. Great. It's so podcast. good. Yeah. Yeah. And they cover a variety of topics. It's not yeah, just he has horror like a films. Wheel. Yeah, to pick a topic each week. Which I love. Yeah, yeah, but it's always interesting. So he he was such a great guest, and I hope he's not too busy with his new podcast to to come and come back and be on our show again sometime I'll, soon. I've been speaking to him about a possible episode. Oh, yeah? to come back on. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Are you going to tell us which one or no? <clears throat> no. 
Of course. Oh, not. Well, okay. we need people to look forward to year two, and I don't want to give away too much. I, well, you got to remember, in the past year, I threw you guys a curveball, and we got uh, Justin on from Straight Chillin Podcast, and you guys were we did. totally fangirling out. So I did fangirl. I was embarrassing. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm mad. Um, it was fun though, prepared. right? Yeah. It was straight chillin'. We had there was a voicemail from Bob. Yep. Well, we'll get to that one. I want to get to the one that I went out of order, but I, yeah, I want to go to Nicole's because. Yes. Nicole actually put over our host, Jacqueline, and she's absolutely right. She's the most badass woman in horror movies and uh, should be our host. So, again, Aww. Nicole from uh, Red Shadow Horror Podcast, for sure. Oh, that, absolutely, Hedgeberg. You should take credit because you got her on. So, And I, I again, I just appreciate that so much. It makes me feel very included. I'm glad that you guys... Um, included me i mean i was like the last one to get to get on board so i i appreciate that so much and i appreciate that you guys don't treat me differently because i'm a woman no, you're and one like, of the guys i'm not a delicate flower no you know i can say fucks and sucks with the best of them sure <laughs> that's your segment you brought that to the show i love that like, that, that was you that is jacqueline's baby by the way <laughs> or, or i guess her fourth baby that's my legacy. I always That's thought like the most fun. lewd things would come out of my mouth on the show, but some of them come out of Jacqueline's, and I love to share that with you. Absolutely. Thank you. I love, I love surprising making you John guys. blush. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to say uh, Michael was next on that call. Um, God, Michael's been I'm on. Sorry, Michael. First of all, I can I just say something about Michael, please. I he has the most like suave deep voice voice. it's Mm -hmm. like the most perfect radio slash podcast voice it's like as i was barry what's that guy's i almost just said barry manilow that's not what i mean who's the other barry with barry white yeah i can listen to michael just describe the the ingredients on the back of a can or something like that however however hydroberg as you're speaking somebody wants to kill somebody that picked things (laughs) killing Thanks. I think he knows he was beating around the bush. He knows who picked that film. That so he's going to kill you, right? Yeah, you can come after me. You know where I live. <laughs> come at me, bro. I live on 6969. We've had Michael on twice. Uh, Horror Apocalypse, man. Uh, we appreciate you so much. That that uh, Some great episodes, even though things killing was shit. We'll try to get you on next time for a better movie. Okay. We promise. Yeah. Maybe. Perhaps Blood Rage or something like that. <laughs> I'm mm. sure he'll love that. He, he does love that film. Does he? does he? Or are you being sarcastic? No, we talked We talked about it on that. He said, why didn't you pick Blood Rage? Oh, that's right. You're right. A he better Thanksgiving that. film. That's true. Well, maybe we can he have called me out on that. To, to redeem ourselves in his eyes, I hope. I also want to mention somebody that we did not hear from because the uh, file got corrupted. But our buddy Andy Gilly, my former life of uh, Horrorphoria, he called in, wished us uh, well wishes and uh, happy one year anniversary. So thank you, Andy Gilly. Thank you, Andy. And our very last call was the guy that kind of, uh, well, Bob, Andy, Justin, what brought us together as a podcast? So, yeah, the straight chilling crew. Straight. Honestly, chilling. like I feel like we're going to be octogenarians and still like giving credit to straight chilling for inspiring us creating a horror community inspiring several other spin-off podcast maybe not spin-off maybe that's not the right word but members of the community to start our own podcasts including us so sure. i think we should all be grateful to them um without them i would be missing some great great friends in my life so yeah. so bob it means 
it particularly means a lot coming from you to have your support and encouragement. So we appreciate that. And I hope you're not getting sick of our, our admiration and appreciation because you're going to keep getting it. So, yeah. Dave. As he says, waxing his car. So we're going to wax his car as much as we can. <laughs> That's right. Make it nice and shiny. Nice and shiny. But wait a minute. Uh-oh. We have another caller. Uh-oh. Hey, hey, it's me, Billy. I'm just calling in to let you guys know that you, you did a great job. Huh? Uh, I think this podcast is a hunk of hunk of burning love. And I just want to let you know that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh Billy, thanks for calling in and letting us know how great oh, the job you've done. Elvis <laughs> Billy, you, you naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> uh, so who's, whose pick is it next week? It's my pick next week. And we'll be back to covering films like we regularly do. This was just our special anniversary episode. But next week, I've chosen the film Session off, Nine. Oh, my gosh. Heidelberger shirtless now. That's oh, right. Yeah. John, look away. There's nudity. <laughs> He's <laughs> blushing. <laughs> oh, me? No. Uh, yeah. yeah end so it, end it right. Oh, oh, wait. There are titties. I'm sorry. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll put it back on. <laughs> put them away. Put them away. <laughs> They're called pecs. They look like titties. You feel better, John? Okay, the shirt is always talking about gun shows and whatever. So I wanted to fucking fuck with you guys. (laughs) That was funny, though. That was funny. (laughs) You popped me pretty good, dude. That was good. Anyway, so how do you guys feel about watching Session Nine for next week? I've seen this movie, Jacqueline. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Without context, nobody knows what that is, but no, but they will. Yes, (laughs) true. John, uh, you excited? Get excited. I, I, I've seen this movie twice and I actually love it. Like both times I've seen it, it it's a dope movie. So uh, I'm right, excited well, to talk, talk about it with you guys next week. All right. Well, I, I neglected to look up where that's streaming, but I'm sure if nothing else, it's on Amazon for rental. I'm not exactly sure, but um, I'm, I don't think it's a hard to find movie. I'm pretty sure it's from 2003, but it is called Session Nine. So get ready. Watch that. Hey. We may or may not have a, a guest on that show. It'll be a mystery. Stay on the edge of your seats. Wait, hold so on. Have to... Wait, hmm? let, me, let me check Shutter real quick. I doubt it's on Shutter. It might be on Tubi though. Sometimes everything's on Tubi. Oh yeah, you're well, right. Well, not everything. <laughs> I mean, at some point it is, depending on when you look. Yeah, but if nothing else, it's available for rental on um, on Amazon Prime. I'm not seeing Session Nine on Tubi, but. I'm sure it's on Prime. Okay. So everybody go watch that and then meet. Yeah, I don't see it anywhere free. Okay. I'm sorry. You'll have to spend four it's bucks. Fine. Whatever. It's worth it. It is. I'm not giving away my review, but it's worth the four bucks. Okay. Agreed. And then meet us back here and we will provide you with our ever professional review of session nine. And in the meantime, if you have any comments on any of our stuff from this episode, or you want to tell us uh, some comments about session nine that we can read on the show next week, please feel free to email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. Guys, please do email us because this was so much fun. Just talking about emails. It gives us something to do on the show and interact with you guys. And like, that's what we want with this show. We're yeah. second year. I just want to touch like more fans and talk. Well, sorry, that came, wants out to touch more that came out really wrong. 
I'm over he here taking to my shirt off. Guys. I'm talking about touching fans and reach arounds. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, but no, like, yeah, I just want we I want to hear from you guys and hear what like you know what you think of the show or ask us questions. You know, ask us the yeah. hard hitting questions like whatever it what is, is the meaning of life. Ask. Yeah, what is the meaning of life? How nice are Heidelberg's titties? I mean, pecs. Oh my god, they're not titties. <laughs> they used to be man boobs, but they're now pecs. They were moobs. They're moobs. <laughs> you stole my line there, Jacqueline. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. All right. Now we're getting a fucking YouTube channel so I can actually prove you wrong, John. Oh, my God. Hydroberg, where can people find us on Instagram? Body shaming me. Oh, you can find us on Instagram at a cut above dot horror <laughs> underscore review. You could also find us on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review. And again, uh, guys, <clears throat> one year in the books. I want to say, Hydroberg, I love you, man. Jacqueline, I love you. you. I appreciate you guys. This has been a fantastic year. 53 episodes in the book. And uh, next thing, 100 episodes, right? I'm still astounded that we've had this many episodes. I know. Here we go. Up, up and away. Let's go. Let's do it. I hope we have many more years to come. Yep. All right. Well, meet us back here next week. We'll be talking about session nine. See you fellas then. And don't forget to keep it creepy.